0: Batch of kids. Oh, okay, so last time I i had to get up at 5 and be at the airport or 4:30 and be at the airport it was a meeting that the longest meeting we
1: ever had. And the is Yeah, actually 8 30. I was had a nap yesterday.
2: I chose not to go. It's fun for him to be on the other side. yeah
1: I bet. <laughs> It's a great city, but. Yeah, it is.
3: It's a nice architecture. It's a great. Yeah, it is. Hey, did you go to the most recent Nine Inch Nails up in Santa Barbara?
4: Yeah, it was good, huh? Rocking.
1: Yeah.
0: That's where I got the hat. That's when I bought the hat. Oh yeah? I my my everything I buy at uh, concerts now are hats. I, I used to buy shirts. I was gonna bring my Wilko hat, but then I went, oh Nine Inch Nails, it's gotta go. Left here, like my, my brother in law is the same thing. It says, you know, I think it's because we grow from shitty
5: cars and we're driving with like our windows open all the time, it's like buffeting into the air. Uh, I don't know, yeah, it could be. And mine was from surfing from the northwest winds because you're you know pointing this away and that cold hits you, so it closed up. Yeah, and then it, my, my, I whole had it drills, and then it's small. like the nerves got destroyed, yeah. so it didn't oh. help. Flush is good, huh? Cold water, just cold water in general. But especially in the cold. Are you from here?
0: Originally from Cambridge. As in East Coast? As in East Coast? Or no, oh, Cambridge. Just Cam- our, yeah. our Cambridge. Oh, yes, Cambridge. So, Cambridge uh, Central California. Yeah. That's cool. It's a nice place. Yeah, so How the way, fun. Yeah. I've only gone to see, like, the seals or something in Cambridge. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I haven't been lately, but I grew up surfing a lot. I grew up in Manhattan Beach. He's in on? Oh,
6: man. Yeah. I'm in the West Wall and I've had all these swells of water super hot. Is there a way to turn the lights on?
3: It should be on. Yes, Steve?
0: Check one, two. Mine's on.
5: Are they on? Oh, yes, they
7: are. Yeah, I, I hear it. Come oh, on, do a check One, two. Just one little bit here.
3: Uh, good evening, and welcome to tonight's special meeting of the Design Review Committee. Would the clerk please call the roll? Okay.
7: Thank you, Mr. Chair. Uh, Member Kiesel? Here. Member Cormain?
2: Here.
7: Member Tomasello? Here. Vice Chair Grouden. Here. And Chair Antelman? Here. All members are present.
3: Thank you. Uh, this is a time we, oh. Before we, we open this up for some public comment, uh, do you have an announcement to make? Can
8: we have the next slide, please. Yes, uh, we have provided a handout to the public with the agendas. And um, if anybody has not seen that handout, we have extra copies. The words are also up there. Uh, these are the meeting protocols for, for the meeting. And the key uh, purpose of the handout is to ensure a safe environment for all issues to be raised uh, and just want to make sure that uh, members of the public okay. w- review those and understand what uh, what they mean uh, also want to note that uh, the role of the drc is to provide a recommendation on on the design of a project and for each staff report uh, it will note which hearing body you're making a recommendation to Uh, The project that is the largest and the first on the uh, on the agenda that 211 Thompson is a recommendation you're making to the Planning Commission So while at this hearing DRC will be talking about design aspects of uh, things like traffic and um, um, Exceptions and warrants those are all things that actually are going to be discussed at the Planning Commission so just want to let uh, the public speakers know that and the last Last comment is for all parties, uh, please make sure you speak into the mic. Uh, This is as much for applicants and DRC and such. Uh, For the most part, you might be able to hear in the room what someone's saying, but for those who are watching at home or watch a recording of this, uh, if we do not speak into the mic, then uh, it's it's not picked up in that recording. And that's all.
3: Thank you. Okay, then I'm going to proceed now. This is a time we set aside for public communication to talk about any item that is not on tonight's agenda. Uh, Clerk, is there anyone who would like to speak to us uh, on any item that's not on the agenda?
7: We have received one speaker card for public communications. Wendy Souter.
9: Good evening, DRC members. I want to thank you for the time that you took at the last um, meeting, the last workshop, discussing the different building types and the pros and cons (coughs) of each. I would also like to follow up with Mr. Antelman's suggestion to Mr. Gilley that the DRC has public workshops with the public and with design professionals. Community development says that they want public involvement, and I would like this um, to actually happen. It would be a wonderful way to collaborate. Also, I'd like to ask that more options of buildings be included. The last meeting just had modern buildings. They didn't have any Mediterranean or Spanish-style buildings. The workshop should have more pictures and include other design styles. I also want to give you, if I may, the city design guidelines in case you don't have them. Although they're dated, several great ideas are included and it would be great if you have a minute to pursue them. Thank you.
3: Thank you. OK, we're going to move forward with the formal items. And the first item is Project 22-0092. Uh, has anybody had any ex parte communications on this project?
10: Uh, Mr. Chair, uh, I'll need to recuse myself from this item, as I'm an employee of RRM, uh, which is the architect for the project.
3: Okay. Okay, and then with that recusal, recusal we'll move forward. Uh, can we please have staff's presentation?
11: Thank you, Chair. The current item on the agenda is a request for design review and associated permits for a mixed-use building. Next. The site consists of three parcels located at the northeast corner of the Thompson Boulevard and Figueroa Street intersection in downtown Ventura. Please note these parcels have been vacant except for a fire-damaged single-family residence and detached garage, which were demolished this year. Surrounding land uses include the two-story California Courts of Appeal office building north of the site, restaurants, and Highway 101 to the south. A three-story office building across the street to the west and a surface parking lot to the east. There is a seven-story multifamily residential building operated, uh, I by the Ventura uh, Housing Authority, uh, located at the northeast uh, portion of this block at the intersection of Palm Street and Santa Clara intersection, and is on the same physical block as the 211 Project. Next. Two large downtown projects uh, near the 211 site include the Ventura Downtown Housing Development and the Maricel Cora Development. Both are located west of the 211 project site as shown on the screen. The project site is highlighted in yellow and the the other two projects are highlighted in red. Next. The Mariselle Cora project is a five story mixed use development on a two acre site with 140 multifamily residential units, 6,500 square feet of commercial space and a parking garage. All that was entitled back in 2017 and is currently under construction. The Ventura Downtown Housing Project is a five-story development with 255 multifamily residential units on a three-acre site, and that project was entitled back in 2015. Next. Back in 2020, the DRC provided feedback on a conceptual design similar to the 211 project before you today. This particular project was located at the same exact site as the 211 project at Figueroa and Thompson Boulevard. The proposal then was for a five-story mixed-use building with 110 residential units and 2,400 square feet of commercial space. Some of the DRC feedback back in 2020 included further activation of the corner, facade breakup through material change. Next. The 211 project proposes a six-story mixed-use building with 94 multi-family residential units and over 3,000 square feet of ground floor commercial space. The building has a maximum height of 69 feet to the top of the parapet and a building footprint area of 27,000 square feet. This project does require warrants and exceptions related to the courtyard, height of the ground floor, number of stories, and having two buildings. Several of these warrants and exceptions are common, but this proposal for six stories is greater than than what staff would normally support absent the state density bonus law. While determining the appropriateness of warrants and exceptions are not part of the DRC's authority, staff does consider the DRC's recommendation on design outcomes of such warrants and exceptions to be valuable for the final decision maker, in this instance, the Planning Commission. Next. And at this time, the applicant team will present the remainder of the project.
12: Thank you, and good evening, Design Review Commission and members of the public. My name is Josh Janowicz with The Daily Group. I'm one of the representatives of the project, so we're excited to talk about the design details this evening. Uh, We're going to have Vince Daly, another member of the project team, make a short introduction. And then we also have Nick and Andrew from RRM who will address or get more into the details of the design. And of course, we're all available for questions.
13: Thanks, Josh. My name is Vince Daly. I'm the owner of Daly Group and the owner of this uh, property. Uh, (laughs) Sorry. Um, We are, this is about our seventh project in town, about our 25th in Ventura County. We're located here in the city of Ventura. We're a a local infill developer. We um, respect and adhere to SOAR. We were here back uh, when SOAR was approved and we were told to build inside the city curb lines and that's what we did and that's what we switched the whole company to do. So that's what we do. We build mixed use projects in the city and we have uh, this one being proposed. We we always include affordable housing. In this case, we're including the very low category, which is what's needed. We we know that by the, our recent project CalTom, that we built that's really needed here is those very low uh, and we're taking advantage of the state density um, a bonus law to do that um, we are trying to um, present to you a, a very good design a contextual design we have uh, brought uh, Nick Deitch to do that Nick's a as you guys know a, a really good local guy that we've used for many years we are also our own builders and we retain the property so we buy the property, we develop it, we have our own construction company, and then we we own the building and manage it. So that's, um, we're looking forward to hearing from you tonight on our design, and uh, I'll, I'll punt it over to Nick. We do have, I believe, Brian Broderson here, he's our landscape architect, if you have any questions in regards to that.
14: Thank you, and good evening. I, I guess we could just kind of scroll through the slides, you know, just progressively, and I'll just talk about some talking points. And um, I wanna, first of all, um, I think it was uh, Ms. Souter who asked about the idea of workshops with the DRC and design professionals, and I wanna go on record that I'd welcome that. I think that having that kind of dialogue with the community would be very healthy, and, um, and we're a part of the community, and, and that would be a really interesting um, opportunity for all of us. Um, I've been a practicing architect in downtown Ventura since 1983, uh, starting uh, Main Street Architects, and then just in the last uh, year and a half, we merged our company with RRM Design Group. Um, I mention that because in 1994, we um, we steered and and adopted the first downtown-specific plan, and at that time, the goal was to set aside 1,600 dwellings out of the city's residential growth management plan. 1,600 dwellings into the downtown, and the hope was obviously to uh, energize, kind of re-energize the downtown and, and re-establish it as the community center. Because in the late 60s, the mall had taken a lot of that energy away, and competing with Oxnard had also done the same. And um, there were not a lot of people living in the downtown at that time. Um, subsequently, some of that was reallocated to the west side, and then the regional, the residential management plan was disbanded, and um, and then, of course, we've got the state mandate for residential. And I mentioned that because, uh, for me, the reason I, I ended up in Ventura was because I, I lived in San Luis Obispo and I loved what that community was like. And to live in a, after growing up in LA and living in a place where I didn't know where the edges of the town were, Ventura has edges. And the downtown is, is the heart of the, of the town. And yet, for many, many years, it was not a place where you could live very comfortably. Um, This is one of the places where we can build the greatest density. This is a place where density makes lots of sense. I would never propose a building like this in Sadekoy. It wouldn't make any sense at all. It wouldn't fit. But in the downtown, we can provide on very precious land that we don't have a lot of, a number of residential units for an array of income spectrums. And the cool thing about projects like this is that we get that array of income spectrums living together as opposed to our traditional developments, which are targeted towards certain income sectors and gated communities and things where we are segregating each other from from these places. In this project, you can have someone who works at a restaurant or a shop downtown living and enjoying the same roof terrace and the same ocean views as someone who works as an executive of Patagonia or one of the, the tech companies. And for me, We're going to have uh, uh, low-income units in this project.
8: If if you could stop for a sec.
3: Could we please have order? I mean, everybody will have an opportunity to speak, and it's not fair for you not to give him a chance to speak. And I'm sure you wouldn't like it if he interrupted you as well. So please, let's have some decorum.
8: Thank you. I just want to make it very clear. We went over the protocols for behavior at the beginning. Uh, There are extra sheets out there. Uh, If any do not follow them, we will ask those people to leave. Uh, so please just be aware of that. Do we have more chairs? Uh, this is the most amount of chairs we have. There are... Nope, that one's taken too. Yeah, there are ch- chairs the applicant's in, but the applicant's here now, so if, if you could take your stuff.
14: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. I'll even stand and give him my chair.
3: Please, the meeting still in order. Would the applicant please proceed?
15: Thank you.
14: It is in locations like this, close to jobs, services, recreation, um, uh, religious activities, gr- grocery shopping, all of those things, someone could actually choose to live here and not get in their car every day. There are not very many places in the county where you can choose to have that lifestyle, and the downtown is one of those places. This land is precious. And it needs to be used very wisely um, i mentioned the inclusion already the inclusion is very real it's it's a real part of this project and there will be a diverse level of incomes in this project um, the uh, the four to six stories is, is common in our urban areas we go to we visit towns and cities all over the world that have buildings of four to six stories and we love them and and we we flock to those places because they are urban they are cultural They have a diverse blend of of population. Um, I, for one, have been a proponent of this for downtown Ventura for many, many years. Uh, The design is of a contemporary nature. The codes, the the issues that our planet is facing have been changing. Uh, Mission-style architecture is lovely, it's beautiful. The Padres would never build a six-story mixed-use building. It's not something that would have ever occurred to them. Uh, What we're trying to do is uh, create an architecture that is contemporary, that is of our time, that reflects the technologies and the lifestyles that people in this day and age want to have. Um, I'm really excited about the fact that that we can have the the diverse types of of open space, the public space. We've enhanced the Figueroa Street corridor substantially to help that connection to the beach and the downtown, which um, you know, 60 some years ago, our freeway kind of severed. That's unfortunate, but we're trying to heal that in certain places. Um, the, uh, the, the downtown code is a, is a real challenge for anyone who's had to work with it. Um, what we try to do is use warrants and exceptions to the benefit of the project to, to do better design. And I'll give you one example. In the downtown code, for a, for a commercial block building, a courtyard space is required to be in the rear setback. It makes no sense to put the courtyard in the rear setback. It makes sense to put the courtyard in the center of the building where the majority of the residents can enjoy it. That's, that's an exception. That's a, a warrant or an exception to the code. But we think it's the, right, it's the right thing to do. It's the right thing to ask for. The downtown code does not even acknowledge the provision of, of roof terraces. The roof terraces don't exist in the downtown code. Uh, so the open space required in the in the downtown code is 20%. When you add up our courtyards and our roof terraces, we're at 30%. Uh, we're also over-parked by about 30%. Um, we've we've uh, provided a variety of living units. There are some live-work dwellings on the uh, Thompson and Figueroa street front. Those can be cafes, but they also have mezzanines, and people can live in them and work in them. Um, and we've given some extra attention to the streetscape along those edges to help, to help it uh, stay comfortable for the people who live there. Um, I know there's a lot of other things I wanna to touch on, but I really, I, I really wanna have the dialogue and I wanna hear what the DRC has to say about this. And um, I, ex- I assume because it's a workshop context that we'll probably have a little bit of dialogue as we move through this and hear from the public as well. And I would ask any of my teammates if they wanna add anything that I may have missed. Thank you.
3: Okay, do any of the members of the DRC have any questions for the applicant? Any concerns?
5: I have one question um, having to do with your approach to to the architectural style. As we do, oh, yep. sorry. As we saw earlier, there's a number of projects in that corridor um, neighborhood that are entitled or under construction or already existing, and there's a many different styles there. So I was curious how you guys went about approaching that and trying to marry what you're doing with what the context of the neighborhood
14: yeah thanks um there's there's some fundamental urban responses uh, when you build buildings of this of this type and scale and you know the downtown uh originated through small parcels basically 25 foot increments to 50 foot increments and there are some exceptions of course the corner of california street and uh, main street where the ventura inn is that's a five-story basically a five-story box it's actually one of my favorite buildings in downtown. It's very simple, it's unpretentious, uh, it's not trying very hard, but it was actually a, a, a community prize when it was built in the 1920s. Of course, across the street from that is the Earl Stanley Gardner Building, which is just the opposite. It's very articulated and terracotta. Um, our challenge, of course, is in, in the contemporary setting is uh, for me personally, I don't want to try to pretend to be historic. I don't want to do something that's Disneyland or fake. And uh, at the same time, we've got building codes that are changing and energy demands that are changing. We've got uh, the need to uh, to accommodate photovoltaic at a, a substantial level so that the product generates its own electricity. It's very hard to do that on a mission tile roof, and I wouldn't wanna try, frankly. Um, the code asks us to create uh, two buildings or the appearance of two buildings. And what we've done instead is to break this down into components, to, break it down into parts. So the corner piece really becomes the focus. And in the corner is where the, the ground floor cafe with a high volume, that high ceiling, uh, that, so when you're in that space, there's, there's air and light. And then above that are the amenity spaces. There's intention to have a, what we call a WeWork space. So if you live here and you're working remotely, you have a place where you can go and hang out with other people that are working remotely. And from that space, you'll be able to see the ocean. Uh, there'll be a place for a gymnasium, there'll be a place for other other common use activities to occur. So the building is trying to express those kinds of different things that are happening within it, but not be, pretend to be something that it's not. And that's, that's as, I can't give you a style, I think it's a, a contemporary building, responding to contemporary needs. Thank
3: you. No further questions, I'm just going to expand in context a little bit, similar to Jack. Because uh, the downtown design, design guidelines talk about relating to architectural chari- characteristics and surrounding buildings. So how are you achieving that in this design?
14: Yeah. Um, so one of, our, you know, one of our context buildings is a 1960s public housing project that's uh, seven stories tall. And it's essentially a large concrete box. Um, so that's part of our context. So how do we respond to that? Um, we acknowledge that it's there. We don't, certainly don't try to, to do more of that. I'm not, it's, not, it's not one of my favorite buildings in downtown, but the interesting thing is, is it tends to kind of disappear. Probably most people are thinking, oh yeah, there's a, there's a building like that there. We don't tend to focus on it and pay much attention to it. Um, ultimately, what, what this is about is a representation of that sort of traditional urban patterning of window bays, um, balconies, um, you'll notice that we use different window types depending on if it's a bedroom or a living room or a, you know a balcony. So there's a, a reflection of the fact that people live in this building uh, inherent in the architecture. Of course, we've got the we've got the traditional base and and middle, and we've got an expression of top on, on portions of it and, and a th- very thin simple cornice around a, a, a substantial amount of it. But that's a very traditional architectural response that that base of civic urban and then the residential above and then the uh, roof line and the amenity space. That's about as as elaborate as I can get on the architectural response at this point.
3: Okay, Um, well, I've got some other questions, but maybe before we go there, I mean, Nick, you and I know we don't go to a book and we pull this design out and say, voila, this is what we're gonna do.
14: Yeah.
3: Uh, Designs evolve. Uh, There's a concept involved. Maybe explain to me how, how the concept for the shape, the form, the massing, the materials, Why why are we looking, what are we
14: looking at here? Member Antoma, thank you for that question, actually. We, the the design team and the development team, worked really closely in that dialogue, and we paid a lot of attention to, um, I wonder if there's a slide that shows the Figueroa Street um, frontage. So yeah, there on the lower left, you can see the, the attention to the character of the street front on Figueroa. And actually, believe it or not, one of our inspirations was the iron and resin building on Main Street, which is a a brick building. And that facade of brick uh, became the base of this building. So it is very contextual, but we're not trying to pretend that we're iron and resin. We were just looking at the inspiration of that. And that actually came from the development team uh, that wanted us to look at that and capture that character. And then above that, you have the the residential. And the residential is is really quite quiet. It's, It's pretty calm in the architecture. Um, and then we get to the corner, and that's when things get really exciting, because what we wanna do is that there will be people living in apartments here that have, that have their windows towards the back and maybe face the mountains, which isn't bad, but the energy is pulling towards the ocean. And so we've given this wonder, and you know, frankly, the developer is giving up prime real estate that could have very expensive apartments in it, and he is giving that to four levels of roof terrace.
1: Excuse can we
14: have order? Me. It's really unfortunate. Um, it, I don't. I don't think I need to explain more. We, we're giving up prime real estate so that there are roof terraces, so that everyone in the project and their guests can enjoy the ocean views.
3: Okay. I, I was just more interested in mm-hmm. why the particular shapes, why the particular forms. Um, I know we're getting into theory here. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I know you didn't pull this out of a book somewhere. Mm-hmm. So you know, why do we have a corner that takes shape the way it does? Mm-hmm. Uh,
14: yes. Yeah, your do, reason for that.
3: Let me, Go I'll ahead. Sure. Absolutely. You? Uh,
13: thank, thank you, Commissioner. Um, we we just finished building a project on the corner of Calorama and Thompson, and, and we really are trying to build sort of a boutique style, almost like a hotel but an apartment building. Uh, the city warrants it. It's a great place to live. People are enjoying it. What we realized is that the the rooftop deck is uh, something that everybody can use including the afford everybody gets the best piece of the project which you see the you see the pier you see the sand i mean you see it all so we actually thought on this particular project let's go ahead and and sort of lean into that a little more and do an amenity stack so when you see the um uh, maybe you guys can put up maybe a a corner shop well there's a good one right here if we can look at it the public really can't see it, but this is the amenity stack. Do you have a picture up there, Gene? Oh, okay, great. So so the amenity stack, am I allowed to stand up? Or, okay, so um, well, I'm kind of short. So, so, so the, the corner really evolved because of this amenity stack, the rooftop deck. Each one of these floors, as you can see, instead of putting three or four units per floor, we decided we were going to do something there. Uh, One floor is going to be a full gym and then there's an outside patio that can be used for yoga, can be used for exercising, other things. One floor is going to be a full WeWork space because during the pandemic, um, there are a lot of folks that are working and, and living at home, but this would be a great space for us to have video conferencing to get away from your unit. The other floor will just probably be maybe a, a, you know, kind of a, we don't know what design yet. It could be sort of a speakeasy pool hall kind of a vibe. It depends on uh, the residents, but that will be some sort of a lounge. And then the rooftop deck. So we use this entire corner, best ocean views, and the rooftop, so everybody in the unit, everybody in the um, building could use that. And we really, our amenity percentage, and I don't have that with us, but it's, if you compare us to other sort of more um, institutional buildings in town, we're probably double the amen- indoor amenity space per unit. So we're really leaning into that. That And so then we said, well, that's, when I bought this property, I was really excited about the ocean, the ocean, the ocean, the ocean, right? And then I started really getting into Fig Plaza, starting to, you know, you guys closed down the street. So we said, why don't we start looking at, Making sort of a, a nod to that. So then we sort of got into Fig, Figueroa Street and said, let's make some cafe culture. Let's sort of, so when you look at this, you're at the sort of crossroads between beach and downtown, that you're sort of like, well, this is interesting. We can draw them down, draw them through into downtown. So we kind of, the whole Figueroa side and the bottom floor really was to draw you into more of the downtown architecture. We liked the iron and resin look. Josh sort of took some pictures. And and uh, that that's really what drove this corner uh, this corner unit, and it was really collaborative. And, and Nick did a good job of of taking the vision of of us leaning into this amenities, leaning into lifestyle. We have big surfboard rooms. That's what they're using right now, at Cal Tom. We have huge bike places where you can repair your bike. We're we're actually going to lean more into this building. Have you know surf surf showers where you know you, you bring your board and. We're really just going to lean into the lifestyle here because that's what people uh, that we have found just, you know, boots on the ground want. So really this, this corner is for everybody to enjoy and we're leaning into that higher level of amenities. We figure that was the best place to do it. And then there's noise issues like we have a gym, you know, next to a unit. We try to sort of avoid some of those things as well in a practical matter. Pretty
3: good. Okay. let just explain quite, quite a bit. Um, there's an ex- exceptional number of materials in this project, and I thought maybe you could address that. Why, why so many? Why the different types of materials? What are you trying to accomplish?
14: Um, well, again, you know, the, the code is uh, is asking this to, to be broken down so it's not a single mass. So, for instance, if we had proposed the Ventura in here, uh, we, we probably wouldn't have gotten uh, the support that, that I think we're, we're getting. Um, so you know, we're trying to break it down into increments. If you look at each piece of it, the materiality is actually quite simple. Um, the corner is a little different, but the corner is, is really meant to sort of be the commercial sort of anchor of the thing. And then on, on each side of that, the materiality is actually quite simple. It's, it's uh, a lot of white plaster, uh, soffits of, of wood, uh, some metal trim, and then the brick on the, on the ground floor base, to as, as Vince shared, to kind of enrich that pedestrian environment. Um, So, compared to to some designs, I think it's actually materiality-wise, it's it's fairly straightforward, fairly simple.
3: So, what I'm hearing is you're you're after variety, for the sake of variety, or I'm Uh, not sure why you're justifying the the number of materials.
14: um, I I think we we have a a, a large-scale building and we're trying to fit it into the the character and, and scale of the downtown.
3: Okay.
0: That's I have no, questions, I have... please. So we're, we're semi-workshopping, it feels like, but we are a formal meeting, right? No, we're
3: asking questions.
0: Okay, so I'll try and phrase these as questions. Um, you said that. Well, first, you bring a Ventura Inn. Uh, what is the difference in the size of the footprint of the Ventura Inn in this site?
14: You know, I don't have that on my. In my. Do you think it's head, comparable? I think it's it's pretty close. This is probably a slightly bigger footprint. Um, but it's
0: okay. Close. So you were talking about it being that the code talks about uh, breaking a site this large into multiple buildings. How did you actually break this into multiple buildings?
14: So the code doesn't, so the code is actually contradictory. In in one place it says, you
0: actually be. said that the code said it breaks it into multiple, yeah, so it, I'm asking the question yeah. on your question.
14: Yeah, and so so let me answer that. It's, okay. The code, it says two things. It says break it into two buildings or multiple buildings or appear to be multiple buildings. That's what the code okay, says. Okay, does this
0: appear, do, in your opinion, how did you approach it to be appear, appear to be multiple so buildings? So
14: again, we used the corner as the pivot point. So the corner has its own character, its own nature as it addresses the intersection, and that to us is kind of ground zero of this of this key intersection that connects to the beach and to the downtown. And then we let the, the, the building flank it on either side with a character that is of a, of a family that's a similar nature. But really it's that difference between the, the street frontages and the corner element. That's how we ach- achieve that, that breakup. And again, I'm, I'm really opposed to the idea that we would create a pretend impression of multiple buildings. I, I, I personally, I, I don't like that idea. Um, I think there are times when it might be appropriate, and there might be times where actually it's appropriate to build different buildings. But um, as you probably know, you know, addressing all of the fire access and service and trash and infrastructure and sprinklers and all of that, um, separating things into into two different buildings becomes very problematic.
12: I can add to that, um, just from a development perspective. We also talked about utilizing that amenity stack that we, we talk about, which is which is around, I guess, east of that corner element there that Nick could point to. So that's envisioned as sort of a separate, it's treated separately, obviously. There's different material used for that element. And it serves to break up the building as you travel east along Thompson Boulevard. Um, and we wanted it to read as something different than just a stack of residential units as well. So you've got high ceilings, you've got the use of a lot of Continuous use of storefront glass all the way up, um, and you have the roof element on top, which serves to break up the building from the Thompson, from the View on Thompson, along Figueroa. As Nick mentioned, you've got the terraced uh, open space areas that go that go all the way up to the top floor there at the corner, and then you obviously have the substantial base of the building that's that's there at the corner that serves to break up the building as you travel from Figueroa uh, south towards the ocean, and then. What's not abundantly clear in at least the staff report exhibits, you also have on the north side of the project, you actually have, this is a U-shaped project, where a, lot, a courtyard project, where a lot of the developments that you see actually surround the courtyard on all four sides with a building. We actually, there's a large cutout that you can see right here on the north side of the building, which again, if you're viewing this project specifically from the north side, if there wasn't a building there, it actually would appear that it's, that it's two buildings because you have that large open area and U-shaped courtyard as opposed to a courtyard, a more typical courtyard design which surrounds the courtyard on all four sides. So that gets into a little more detail, and we're happy to dive into it further. If, I, if I'm
0: standing on the ground, do I see the courtyard?
12: If you're standing on the north ground, north side of the property. On the north side of the property, you're going to see the parking structure entrance primarily.
0: Okay. Um, so Nick, you talked about being here for a long time, yeah. um, pre-wave. If you were just sitting there sketching the corner of the Meadow Motel, would you sketch out six stories?
14: You know, I'm trying to put myself back in, in that framework. I, I will say again, I, I believe very strongly that this is the right place to build height. The downtown is where it belongs. And I feel very strongly about that and I feel very good about this proposal. I don't feel like we're breaching principles here.
0: I was just wondering, yeah, but I didn't get hear an answer though. Okay. <laughs> so no or yes? You would? It probably would have gone six stories. You,
14: if you were if
0: you were sitting there sketching. Yeah, I know you. I know you sketch. We all. Oh do, yeah, right? sure. Yeah. And we all know what it was like down there before the before the wave. Uh, so with with can you can, the you, imagine, is can you imagine? The that? I'm, and I'm just wondering. I'm not saying it's inappropriate. Yeah. I'm not saying yeah. six stories is appropriate or inappropriate. I'm just wondering.
14: You know, I don't. I guess the 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 answer is I don't. As an architect, I don't. Pull the program out from thin air. I, I work with my developer to achieve the project objectives, okay. and in this case, and given the state's mandate, the, you know this is where we are.
0: Okay, hey, Mr. Chair, are we we still get to ask staff questions? Yes, right? that'll okay.
3: be next. Okay, uh, since you mentioned it, mm-hmm. maybe review what are the objectives, the overall objectives uh, of the project.
14: Well, so there's the developer's objectives and there's my objectives. You know, those are generally harmonious. Which one do you want to hear? Uh, I look here both
13: of you. Okay. Commissioner, we, we really did this. Uh, l- we were looking for specifically another mixed use uh, housing uh, project after we got involved in the Calton project. We were really happy with the way that was going and the, and the market. We really sort of fell in love with Ventura. And um, we were actively looking for a property. Um, Unfortunately, I bought this property the day the stock market went to the very floor. Sitting in my back room in my pajamas in the pandemic, wondering if we're all going to die. And so we, but we were, we we really wanted to do a project that took what we learned at Cal Tom, which was sort of leaning into the amenities and the boutique and the and the lifestyle. And we really thought this is something we can get our, te- you know, we can get around this. Instead of building sort of garden variety, you know, uh, you know, uh, larger scale apartment projects. I built plenty of those in my, my career. I didn't want to do that anymore. I want to build sort of boutique and unique kind of a, uh, buildings. So we were looking for something we can sort of bespoke, and we knew what people wanted as far as uh, rooms and and. And what their price points were, and what why they were loving Ventura, and why they were loving. So we wanted something we could lean into even more. And we really started with Nick. I said, Nick, I need these amenities. This is what this is the lifestyle, and and we need to do this. We also need to uh, add the right kind of affordable housing. We had two very low units in our project, and a very a very low unit is uh, probably seven hundred dollars as opposed to a you know. $2,500 market rate unit. It's, it's substantially and though and, the, and you could uh, it, it, There's there's a lot of people that need that so we thought let's mix that in to a project That also has these high amenities and has this lifestyle and so that's how it started So it really did start kind of with the corner uh, We wanted to also make sure that we were parking Because even though the state density bonus would let me cut these in half You know and the city even the city rules would let me go down 30 percent from a marketability standpoint and what people expect, they expect one space at least at this point. We have, even at Cal Tom, we have a bike storage area of probably 30 bikes in there and now we've got like 30 surfboards. (laughs) So we've learned that we need to to find a place for surfboards. So we really, this was a real, this was really a, um, a thoughtful approach. We were looking for this, particularly I didn't like buying it when I did. I wish it was not at that particular moment, but it—we um, uh, really were looking for this particular program.
3: So, correct me if I'm wrong. This is based on your previous. This design is based on your previous success with other
13: projects. Correct. Okay.
3: Yes, I basically what I've said was, this design is based on his previous success with other projects that he has built
14: so if if I could add on to this, um, the the staff showed an image of the Point project that was designed on this site for a a developer from Portland. actually interesting, a developer from Portland who grew up in Ventura uh, and wanted to come back and and do a project in Ventura. Um, it was It was a interesting, uh, passionate guy, one hundred and fifteen units, quite quite a lot more than what's being proposed here. When I saw that image, I thought, whoa, we have really improved this thing. I, I like this much more than I did. And that project was, was pretty well received in, you know, in, in public media posts, believe it or not. Hard to believe. Um, I want to say that when I graduated from Cal Poly in 1981, my, my um, uh, emphasis was in urban design and community design and I came out of there thinking we were going to change the world and, and we got to Ventura County and started talking about mixed use and the, couldn't get any developers interested in downtown Ventura at all. Nobody wanted to be down here. Um, they wanted to be out on the edges, they wanted to be in the green fields, they wanted to go where it was easy, where, where it was nice and fresh and the, you know couldn't didn't have to deal with homelessness or any of that stuff. It is so gratifying now to see the development community recognizing the value of a lively cultural potential of downtown Ventura, and um, I, you know, it's just really exciting to be a part of that. Quite honestly.
3: Okay, are there any uh, further questions? I was going to say I could add a little. I
16: could add a little bit more about um, in terms of the project goals. Um, As okay. <coughs> been said, um, there's been quite a bit of attention paid to lifestyle and amenities, and. It also goes to the livability of the project. There's quite a number of large windows for every unit in this project. So that's um, one feature that is um, driving, you know, it's not just the facade of the building, but it's the, uh, the way that the people will live inside of the, each individual apartment. And that goes to the relationship of um, the apartments and the courtyard and the open space and the terraces. and It's about providing the people that are going to live here in this project Um, good spaces where they can enjoy you know the fantastic views that these places are going to have from all sides of the building and um, and really giving um, our best effort to um, providing you know that that good lifestyle for for the residents um, and their living conditions
14: to some extent that goes to the conversation about height because we are giving each floor each of the apartments a little bit more height, to have more volume. <coughs> and uh, uh, that helps make the unit more livable. That's
5: I just have a quick question uh, about the outdoor uh, podiums. Um, I'm noticing on the fourth floor or podium there that you have a barbecue. Um, I'm not seeing that anywhere else. Is, was that part of the program? Or would anyone want to speak to how you guys figured out what amenities you, you wanted in the different floors? what was the amenity you mentioned that uh- uh, like there's you know in a lot of these places you know outdoor barbecue oh, uh-huh. kitchens are, are a, a great amenity yeah. and I'm seeing that on just the one floor you have multiple floors here obviously the roof deck you would I could imagine opportunities for that although um, I'm I'm seeing a lot of interesting things there that I would like to uh, can't wait to see installed but um, could someone speak to how you guys figured out that kind of stuff I, I mean I, I know this is kind of detailed of we could peel off later? It's a,
13: it's a great question. I mean, on our first project, we had the discussion, do we put the barbecues on the courtyard floor or the rooftop? And we did both. Um, I think in this particular uh, building, we're, we would obviously, we're going to really lean into the rooftop. It'll it'll be feel almost like a, 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 a mini bar restaurant, if you will, for people up there. We'll have uh, ways that they could have parties. We could host parties. Currently, at our current building, every two weeks, we host a rooftop party for the residents. And um, we're going to sort of lean more into that. But right now, in our current one, we just—it it was sort of a pragmatic approach. But now, I think we'll be adding more of these outside kitchens, kind of leaning even further into that outside space because it is the most used component of the project. Is that is that? So it's really something we're going to be leaning into when we get into the uh, the specs. some
3: uh, questions?
13: yeah. Well, um,
2: you had addressed that you have. A... Uh, solar panels on the roof. What other aspects of sustainability have you included in the design of this building?
12: We have the solar. We have the low water use fixtures. We've got the Energy Star. All the Energy Star appliances. We also are using uh, energy efficient uh, HVAC and cooling systems. So we're going more with the mini split system as opposed to traditional HVAC, which we feel is more efficient. We also have uh, water use. Uh, monitoring systems integrated throughout the building too so we're tracking water usage for each residential unit um, and keeping track of, of those types of habits uh, we're also using uh, stormwater filtration is integrated into the overall project consistent with the city's goals and objectives um, um, and I think hot water, hot water. well of course energy-efficient hot water heating systems too we use the instant hot system as opposed to a more traditional kind of boiler water heater system
3: uh, i'm sorry you you'll have a chance to address it address the uh, committee uh, we open it up to the public
12: we've got water efficient landscaping integrated into the project as well
14: and i would add i think the most sustainable component of this yes the architecture the you know as andrew mentioned we've got tall windows we've got high ceilings to let light in We've got people living in close proximity to everything they need. They do not need to get in a car every day to go in, to, to places. They, they have the option to not even own a car and live here comfortably.
3: you be a little louder, Nick. Yeah.
12: We also forgot to mention, I'll add one other thing. We have electric vehicle charging stations proposed to be integrated into the parking structure as well. We accommodated a significant number of charging stations in our last building. We're looking at expanding upon that as part of this project. So we've, we've got the power and we're integrating. Well, we've got a minimum of 10 to 20 percent depending on the final numbers. We haven't figured that out yet, but we've got enough power supply to the building to ensure that we can meet the demand in, in terms of the expansion of the electric car utilization. So as people probably know, the electric charging stations are expandable. You integrate the infrastructure into the overall project, which we're intent on doing, then you actually work with Edison to get, to get to expand your electric vehicle charging stations as the need expands with your building. So we're integrating that into the project as well.
3: I think it'd be beneficial if your landscape architect could also speak about the design concept and the landscaping on the terrace ground level since I believe there's, there are some questions from the public.
14: There he is. Here, Brian. Have a
3: And it's good to see you again, Brian.
17: (laughs) Well, it's nice to be here. Um, This is a preliminary uh, design plan, but there are um, several um, levels and several open spaces for the residents. This is an elaborate amenity project, which I think you can probably see there are, in the, in the primary courtyard, uh, there is a small uh, swimming pool and, um, and, a, and, a, and a fire pit and a little outdoor green area with a, you know, with a seat wall with a tree. Um, the idea when we do these sort of um, tight courtyard areas, and I call them tight mainly because the scale of the buildings around them, we try to keep them as open feeling as possible and we try to create outdoor rooms. And so in our design... Uh, there's a couple of specific outdoor rooms in that particular courtyard and then on the uh, the upper floor let's see if I can on the upper floor the architecture dictates um, a separation between the corner balcony I'll call it or the corner terrace that looks out toward the ocean all the views And then we have a a large specimen tree that you'll see in the renderings that sort of helps to define the space and make it a little bit more people friendly. I find that when you're on an exposed rooftop or a deck, the trees make a huge difference. And then there's a a covered area and then there's a not covered area with a fireplace. And then we have a a small linear uh, green space that provides a sort of a loose fit activity area Um, large enough for cornhole not not gigantic but a place where um, you know small people could run around or at least you get the sense of yeah (laughs) (laughs) is that politically incorrect (laughs) (laughs) anyway it's a it's a it's a it's a nice little relief uh, green space and um, And the lobby and then the the large amenities, uh, indoor spaces spill out on the patios. And all the patio, you can sort of walk around the patio and and you have a very nice view um, all the way around on the top floor. Um, And then the stacked, the stacked amenities um, as you go up, um, there's a little outdoor space associated with each one. And those would be opportunities for um, additional barbecues and, and, in areas as as the development occurs. Um, What we find, especially working with the daily group, is that we we have an initial design, and then as we go along, those designs evolve. And if you've, um, for those of you who have experienced the Cal Tom Apartments project, um, that that courtyard was probably redesigned four times, but it turned out very, very well, and the rooftop is pretty spectacular there. And um, I find that the developer in this case um, they really do um, put uh, effort into providing quality amenities and and working with us to do to do qual- a quality design. Um, I'm very proud of the projects that we've done with uh, with Mr. Daly. Please.
0: Uh, Brian for us other little people that don't get to go in the building uh, what about experience on the street the street the right. street landscaping that's a, and all that that's, for, to me that's more important
17: yeah I know that's the public realm yeah but uh, in,
0: within the public realm that's really all I care about
17: and that and that's that's correct because that's your purview um, so uh, we worked we, we've We've had several iterations in the Figueroa Street that they already mentioned. I think that the architecture is really helping Figueroa Street. And then we've provided uh, an interface which sort of gives a little bit to the live work units, but also gives the majority back to still part of the street. So there's a wonderful street experience. There are existing palms along Figueroa Street, and then we would be inserting uh, smaller canopy trees that would Further or, or, or definitely help the, that experience as you walk along Figueroa Street. When you get to the corner, the the, the intent is to have a um, a very iconic and interesting water feature um, and public a public water feature at the corner, and then that encloses that that piece of property that's been given back. You know that little cutout in the building, and that becomes a very public. Um, outdoor dining, you know, hopefully there will be a a restaurant user or somebody that engages the public and that will be a public edge. And once again, the sidewalk wraps around it and we purposefully designed it, I don't know if you you can kind of see it, that there would be a wall facing the public side as well as the interior so people can perch, you know, walk around the sidewalk and perch on the outside edge or it also provides a little bit of separation and closure for the folks that might be dining on outside, uh, on the inside edge. And, um, and then as we wrap around onto Thompson Boulevard, uh, that's a strategy which we've done before at Santa Clara and some other, some other developments where there's a, um, the, the intent is to have a separation from the ground floor units on that side. And they're residential and we try to give them a the residential character by creating low walls and slight separations there
0: and then also in the private space that's uh, on the perimeter
17: you have on the back side yeah on the back side so in the back corner we have a little bit of what i would call um, well it's a it's an opportunity space there's a it's not really large but but the idea is to have a small place for for people to take their pets because that's always a, an amenity that we almost include on all of our apartment projects now and um, and then and then maybe a small seating area, and then the rest of it is sort of circulation in a way for people who come from the beach to be able to get in and store their surfboards and take a shower and do all those kind of things. So it's really functional, uh, The I would say, the east and, and that northeast corner, and then the other portion is a driveway, and then we've purposefully uh, planted some, some trees which we think will grow fairly fast and will give some scale on the north side of the building in the shade there.
5: I had a quick question regarding um, how you're, what are you guys doing with the storm water as far as infiltration, potential of storage? I know sometimes as far as infiltration goes, it can be challenging depending on the soil and the, the water tables.
12: Yeah, infiltration is challenging here because we do have a relatively high water table. So the way that we've complied with the city criteria is basically we integrate capture system into the roof and then everything goes through filters before it enters into uh, the outlets that go that go into the storm drains that exist on Figaro. So we weren't allowed to do infiltration just based on high groundwater and other soil issues, um, but we're still filtering the water prior to releasing it
5: um, into the public storm drain system. Did, did you guys look at all into any kind of storage? I know it can be a challenge to store enough water in does it even rain enough here? That's a well, another question. We
12: did look at storage. The city public works department asked us to look at storage, but we really had limited space, primarily along Figueroa and along Thompson. And like I said, we really couldn't. We didn't have the capacity because groundwater is so close to the surface. Once you sort of break the seal, so to speak, you end up having to treat potentially who knows what in perpetuity, which was an issue we didn't really have the capacity to deal with. So we went with the alternative approach, which is capture it, treat it, and then convey it.
3: Oh, one last question. Uh, the courtyard seems to be somewhat sun, sun challenged in terms of shade. Mm-hmm. Um, the courtyard has the appearance of being cha- sunlight challenged. There's quite a bit of shade.
17: So it is. It is. The good news is it is oriented north and south. So the building to the south will definitely provide a A certain amount of shadow and there are there are a couple of um, outdoor patios for the residents and then We have a we have a tree and then where we've placed the pool is on the far North side, which will get the maximum amount of sunlight and you know as you know here the the Sun angles vary and Different times of the year you'll you'll have more Sun than other times for sure
3: Okay, and the plants will be appropriate
17: Oh, absolutely.
14: I would also add that uh, one of the keys that that we try to accomplish in projects like this is a variety of spaces and orientation. So when it's hot, you got a place where it's shady. When it's cool, you got a place that's protected from the wind. Uh, Lots of variety of of different types of spaces.
3: Okay, then are we done?
0: (laughs) What is the width of the courtyard on this small length? It's about
17: 40. 40 feet. About 40 feet if people didn't hear.
3: Okay, what, what I'd like to do is move on and uh, ask questions of staff. Uh, if we need to come back to the applicant, we will. Um, does any of the committee members have any questions of staff? I do. You're recognized.
0: Um, I actually don't know where it is anymore, but somewhere. And then it says that it is a. It's allowed to be uh, four stories with the fifth story. In the, in the T five point one.
11: So for the commercial block building type, you can go up to four stories with the fifth story at twenty five percent of the building footprint for the commercial block building type. So the T five point one zoning district goes up to three and then four at a quarter. But then the commercial block building type, if an applicant chooses. That particular building type, it can go up to four stories, and then with the fifth at a quarter.
0: Okay, so within the downtown specific plans, it's it's it is three plus twenty five percent of
17: four.
11: It, it depends on the development. Depends on so, what it is. Yeah, but, yeah, it depends on what the project proposes. So in this instance, uh, it could go up to four with the fifth being at a quarter. If it choose, if the applicant so chooses the commercial block building type because in the dtsp you have the base zoning district but then you also have the building types which has some different some different regulations to where they do allow for a building to go higher in height
3: any more questions for
0: staff um, yeah i do sorry sorry it spent a lot of time i got lost um, does the state density bonus require that the building gets taller? Because everyone keeps pointing to the state as a state mandate, and does it mandate that it has to be taller?
11: So, state density bonus, in a nutshell, basically says that if a developer does these things, then they are allowed to um, basically not comply with certain with certain development with uh, development standards. So, in this instance, uh, the applicant has indicated that they uh, do comply with state density bonus law, staff reviewed uh, according to what they submitted. And we concur that they are allowed at uh, concessions, and those concessions can be used to be applied to development standards. So in this instance, the applicant has indicated that they want to utilize one of the concessions that they are uh, that they are entitled to due to state density bonus law to uh, not be limited by the height.
0: They're allowed slash entitled to not they, so it's by choice
11: they have
0: as long as they, they follow certain Yes, yeah, as long as they provide
11: they're allowed certain, to correct
0: okay thanks that's it so it's a design choice
11: as long as the applicant provides uh what's necessary per state density bonus it's not they are it's
0: on. it's not required by the city nor the state
11: the applicant can choose to utilize their concessions how they c- see fit
3: okay thanks i have a question concerning page nine i was hoping maybe you could explain uh, your comments in the second paragraph it starts off with also there's one location on the elevations that staff believes uh,
8: one that shows the whole building um, one that Yeah, that's an updated one. Um, if you go to our presentation. Yeah, that'll work. Uh, yes, yeah, so on this elevation, uh, the upper floors, the residential floors, uh, the four stories above the ground floor retail, uh, the wall plane is one plane. Uh, this is probably the longest expanse of one wall plane on uh, a facade that's facing the street. And staff comment was also given the way the the roof elements were treated on, at at the top. Our perspective is that it it would look uh, would look better if there was some change in wall plane. Uh, what was Put in the staff report was proposing a small inset, uh, and the applicant does have some slides that, uh, in their presentation, that uh, I believe address that. If if you want to have them talk about that.
3: Okay. If there's no further questions of staff, then. No, I
8: actually have more questions.
0: Okay. Sorry. Uh, hey, Gene, what is Figure Three? What what Nick was talking about, the what is Figure Three in your staff report? It's the it's a something building. I don't know what it is. It's underneath the 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 building down the corner of.
11: Yeah, Figure Three is the downtown, the Ventura downtown uh, housing development. It's,
0: Where is that? It's the vacant site. It's but it's designed for it. It's yes. not built. It has its oh. entitlements. Oh, okay, okay, okay. all right, I get it. Yeah.
11: All right, got it. It's the bit, the one that's in the, the largest site highlighted in red on the screen. It's currently entitled, just not built yet.
0: Okay, so what, yeah, okay. So that's not what Nick was re- referring to earlier. Is that is that entitled?
11: Yeah, it's entitled. It's a, okay. Yes, so they can come full permit. Here. I'm sorry. You have to oh. It was uh, entitled in, where was it? I believe it was 2017. Can you go back a few slides?
8: So, if you to. so it was around 2015 or 2017.
0: Thanks. That's, that's fine. I, okay. I get it. I, I was con- just confused by it.
1: Right.
8: Yeah, so just, just for clarity for everybody, the, uh, what was called the Maricel project, now called Cora, the top picture, that's the one that is pretty much almost done. Yeah. Uh, that's been built. The Ventura Downtown Housing Project was entitled, and that was also entitled many, many years ago, Downtown Housing Project. On the bottom, that's one elevation of of the project that is uh, already approved for the block next to it. And it was entitled in
3: 2015. Thanks. If there's no further questions, would the applicant like to address that uh, wall issue? Uh, that staff commented on
14: uh, we understand staff's uh, um, point um, we're, we're actually pretty pleased with the basic uh, appearance of the design as proposed but we don't have a big objection to you know adding some additional variation if that's the direction the DRC wants us to move in um.
3: Okay.
8: and just for clarity uh, on this slide uh, and the applicant can correct us if, if if we're wrong on this. It looks like they took that area, inset it a bit, and put a material on it. Correct. And then on this slide, it's just inset. Correct. With no change of material.
3: OK, actually, it would have been. we don't have that in our package, do we?
8: It, it's only in the slides that the applicant the slides.
15: has. OK. Yeah.
3: OK, then uh, if there's no further questions, then uh, we're going to open. Uh, comments up to the public. Uh, everyone needs to have a speaker's card, and they should be uh, forwarded to the clerk. And the clerk will proceed.
7: OK, Mr. Chair, I have received 23 speaker cards for item number one. Our first speaker this evening is Carol Spector. Carol is going to be followed by Pete Freeman.
8: I used to be the Mr. how many minutes are we doing? we 23. three
3: minutes on this? Minutes? Was that the...? It's, it's I'll, it's the I'll defer call. to you. How many speakers do we have again?
7: We have 23 speaker cards submitted.
3: it's so going to be... Uh, what's the range that we usually use?
7: So the standard speaking time is three minutes, and uh, the chair has the uh, ability to reduce that uh, between one and three minutes. Two.
3: Okay, let's go with two minutes.
7: So each speaker will have two minutes this evening. That way, we can get through the speakers list. Uh, First speaker, Carol Spector. Carol, go ahead and start.
18: Okay, Um, I have to say, I'm really discouraged to be here presenting again. Um, I know developments are going to be built, but why do they have to be so unacceptable to the residents of Ventura? 211 is an example of what is wrong with these projects that are coming before you. The exaggerated height is not in your purview, but since the developer is asking for four concessions, you need to be aware of the issues um, before you make any decisions. Hopefully some of the suggestions... um, Some of the suggestions you made for Front and Calorama were not followed, so I hope you ask for the project to come back to you after the Planning Commission um, does it. This is an historic section of downtown. Across the street from the proposed development are three named historic properties which were not mentioned. The John Love 1903, William Elwell 1902, and Perina 1987 houses. Where is the respect for history that Venturans want and cherish? This project does not in any way fit into the neighborhood character which is mandated in our DTSP. Section 5.1030A says, proposed buildings should relate to the architectural characteristics of surrounding buildings, especially historic buildings, in order to be more compatible with their neighbors. The street that this development is on leads past through Mission Plaza, with its old plaza and fountain, to the Mission. The street guides us through history and should not be anchored by a dense, tall, and modern-looking building. Looking down from the Mission is a view to the ocean, and the same argument applies. I don't think that safety is your purview. The, it was a disaster during the Thomas fire evacuation, that corner. There's a new hotel going in. So I'll skip to the courtyard, which will be in shade, the <laughs> lack of step backs for the upper floors, small sidewalks that are supposed to support the six-story building, and a quarter corner jutting out into the street. At the DRC meeting at Poinsettia Pavilion, it was clear that this modern look was not supported by a huge majority in the room. Remember all those things that we voted on? Because of few projects, like Cora. Thank and you.
1: I'm,
18: oh, let me, I have this much more. I have this much more.
1: That's we need
3: to maintain order. If we can't maintain order, I'm going... Okay, we're going to recess the meeting. Yes.
18: May I, may I finish? Just I have a tiny bit more. Because of uh, we'll, the, the
7: meeting's in recess. Thank you. Sure. you guys nice. Wow. Wow. Nice. Folks, the longer we don't have decorum in the room, the less business we'll be able to conduct.
16: So there are two recesses, and I, I believe they've already done the two. So at this point, if there are any more This is
7: our first. This is our first. Okay, so if there's a second one, then I will have to uh, start asking people to leave. So well, I, hope, I hope that we can avoid that. I'd like it in What kind of disruption is that Like when people talk over or there's a disruption. Folks, again, the longer we don't have decorum in the room, the less of an opportunity for us to come back. Okay, so if we could keep decorum in the room, we'll be able to get through the meeting and there'll be an opportunity to hear from all of those who wish to provide public comment this evening.
8: And and earlier in the meeting, if if, if you came in late, we showed on the screen what the protocols are and uh, we have handouts, you are free to
7: read them. So we unfortunately do not have a timer. I I do have the, um, and I I realize that it's not the best method of doing this. Sure, no, I do have an alarm set. I'll I'll use my phone for the timer here, and you'll hear the alarm go off at the end of the time. And I apologize, we don't have a better method uh, of being able to provide a timer on the, the lectern.
0: Step up and apply for a uh, city council advisory committee.
8: Michael, Michael, we'll do the time and that way we can make the motion about when there's 30 seconds left.
7: Okay, so the, the time will be monitored on this end and you will see the hand go up when there's 30 seconds left. That'll be your indication that there's 30 seconds left.
3: Okay, we're going to reconvene the meeting. I would encourage you, since the time is limited, to maybe get to your point very quickly. Uh, Repetition, uh, maybe reduction of repetition would also help. But we'd like to hear everybody speak, and we'd like to hear everybody make their important points concerning this project. So, uh,
7: our next speaker is Pete Freeman. Pete is going to be followed by Silas Bunce.
19: Good evening. Can you hear me? Good evening, members. Uh, I feel for you having to make recommendations on a project that you ultimately don't know what what it will be after the Planning Commission rules on the proposed warrants and exceptions. TO BEGIN WITH, STAFF STATES THAT THIS IS ONE BUILDING. THE DOWNTOWN SPECIFIC PLAN CLEARLY STATES A PROJECT OVER 30,000 SQUARE FEET SHALL BE TWO OR MORE BUILDINGS IN ORDER TO REFLECT THE SCALE AND RHYTHM OF DOWNTOWN VENTURA'S HISTORIC LOTTING PATTERN. LET ME ASK YOU, IF THIS WAS THREE SEPARATE BUILDINGS BUILT ON THREE PARCELS BEING COMBINED FOR THIS DEVELOPMENT, WOULD YOU SAY IT LOOKS LIKE THREE SEPARATE BUILDINGS? To comply with the intent of the downtown specific plan, this building clearly needs to be two or more buildings just as the Cora and Ventura downtown housing projects are that are referenced in the staff report. Also, how does this project relate to the architectural characteristics of the surrounding buildings, especially historic as stated in the DTSP standard guidelines? Consider those three historic buildings across Figueroa and our most historic building, the Mission, only two blocks away. The courtyard, about half the size of what was what's required in the DTSP, appears to have almost no sun in the only shade study rendering provided to the public. True, this was done in December, but with the courtyard surrounded on three sides with four-story buildings, I'd have to question how much sun it will receive in the middle, even in the middle of summer. Um, and just to... You know, um, clarify. According, and this is in the staff report. Uh, according to the DPS, DTSP, sorry, the four-plus stories that they are referencing for a block uh, building requires a warrant. And like I said, that's in the staff report. So this project does not meet the massing and rhythm of the area, and does not meet the intent or standards of the downtown specific plan.
3: Actually, it's not appropriate to clap after you want to raise your hands and wave your hands like they do council meetings That'll be fine, but we're not going to applaud. We're not going to boo people uh, everybody has a right to speak and everybody's uh, Opinion is important
7: Next please our next speaker is Silas Bunce Silas is followed by Anthony Jesu Our next speaker is Anthony Jesu, followed by Deidre Lins.
3: Um Hi. Um, this is my
5: first meeting ever coming to one of these. And um, I'm against that six-story um, building. I just don't want you guys to break precedent and let a six-story building go up, because they want, the, they want a view of the ocean. Every building can do that, then, after you guys allow this. Um, But I guess they're using a state loophole that allows them to do this. And, um, you know, the development in Ventura, every Venturian hates it. It's destroying our city. And this guy, Daily Group, you're destroying our city. Don't tell us that your building is for us, for the surfers, oh, who can wash their boards. Dude, you're nothing like a Ventura local. And you're not
7: helping us at all. Thank you. Our next speaker is Deidre Linz. Deidre will be followed by Katherine Larson.
20: Could you put the slide of the project back? For a sec. I just, um, I wanted to see the picture of the project, but
21: uh, yeah,
20: you know, I have no problem with the design of this building. I actually think it's really attractive, but um, it's three stories too tall. Uh, I grew up in Santa Barbara and Ventura went to San Francisco and Manhattan. I came home because I didn't want canyons. This is going to be canyons. That's, I know what Ventura looks like. It doesn't look like that. Thank you.
7: Our next speaker, Catherine Larson. Catherine's followed by Jack S. Hello. I'm going to take
22: off and take the risk. If you could Start speak
7: out. closer into the microphone.
22: I just, I just got out of the hospital, so I couldn't come to your prior ones. You mentioned that you have built six prior buildings, and you used it as a context for this. Every building I've seen in Ventura that's been built in the last year is the ugliest buildings I've ever seen. <laughs> ugly, ugly. I had to go to Cedars Hospital every week for the last four weeks. And I couldn't believe these people that live in all these tall, tall buildings. That's not Ventura. We don't want it. You mentioned homeless as if your project was gonna do something about the homeless. You have one low income. Surfers in Ventura are of generally two types. They couldn't afford the apartments you're building or they're very well off and they have great houses already. So who are you building for? Design committee. This isn't for people who live in Ventura. They won't be able to afford them. Even our teachers are considered low income. Our new teachers can't afford this building or the other ones that you've made. It's definitely modern. You tried to describe it as not modern. It's square, massive glass, stucco, straight lines, blog colors, flat, and street ugly. I'm against the tall buildings, period, for Ventura. I've lived here for 41 years. You haven't lived here, apparently. We don't want it, and you're not helping Ventura, is my last statement, because Venturans are getting kicked out of their houses, their apartments, on only 60 days' notice, having to move away, and they're not renting these places. We can't afford them. $3,000? $4,000 $3,000? $4,000 a month? No, thank you. I'm really sad about thank the design you. committee.
7: Our next speaker is Jack Santuin, Jack S, followed by Wendy Souter.
2: I just want to say i've been a resident of ventura since 1973 i'm a business owner also i appreciate the amount of time that you took the wonderful salesmanship that you did tonight it took a long time to listen to all of that but the truth of the matter is just the same thing as it was said before people here in ventura do not want this we don't want it you can say whatever you want to say you can put it in any context that you want you guys sold yourself on this project you didn't sell Ventura we're really not interested
7: wendy Souter, followed by bob guthrie
9: this project should be three stories and a partial fourth per the gtsp i realize the planning commission has to weigh in on this however However, this building is right next to three three historic buildings that are on the National Register. It's located very near the Mission, which was built in 1792. We must respect the history of our city and the intent of the DTSP to prevent large, monolithic buildings from being built. This is especially true by by the Mission and the downtown area, adding more modern, huge buildings to this area detracts and takes away from the history and beauty of downtown. Please discuss how this project can be designed to better fit with this historic area. This project should consist of two buildings. Your recommendations are appreciated. Since this project is only allowed two concessions, the Planning Commission may not allow all the warrants and exceptions. Therefore, your input is needed. The courtyard, by code, should be 8,000 square feet. Yet, it's only 4,227. Much of the year, the courtyard will be very dark and uninviting. Please tell us how this courtyard can be increased in size and create a sunny, pleasant space. Finally, there were several uh, suggestions for the Front and Calorama project. Unfortunately, the project did not come back to you for review. Most of the recommended changes you made did not occur. Please require that this project comes back for you to review. Finally, I find it ironic that you're reviewing a six-story building after it was publicly stated by the city that there is no plans for six-story buildings in Ventura. Thank you.
7: Bob Guthrie, followed by Carl Morehouse. So we are not seating time at this moment.
23: I could use the minute welcome Curtis and Jack there's no time for anything more on that I'd like to point out a piece of the downtown specific plan regarding mixed type development standards that's often overlooked that is a variation in building height is required in order to reflect the scale and rhythm of downtown Ventura's historic lotting pattern this building has very minimal variation in height it's at max three feet on a 70-foot building. Secondly, I want to point out that this building is one in two areas of town downtown defined with the distinct edge condition to reflect the unique character of the area. The special zone is T5.1 Figueroa frontage and has its own policy statement which reads, orient public improvements and private development along Figueroa to accentuate the presence of the San Buenaventura mission and reinforce the connection between the mission and the oceanfront. The proposed building is significantly taller than the mission and in a completely different style. In my opinion, this clearly fails to meet the intent of this special policy. Finally, I'd like to detail the warrants and exceptions this building in its current form will require. Number one, height. It should be no more than 3.25 stories. I totally disagree with the statement that it can be 4.25 stories. That's wrong. Let alone should it be 5.58 stories. Number two. Two buildings are required, or it must be made to look like two. To meet the second option, the building should be designed so that the average person casually walking by would think it's two buildings, not that it kinda sorta looks like two buildings. (laughs) Three, commercial block buildings require parking to be subterranean or on the first level. This building has parking on the first two levels. Four, the density ratio on the upper floor exceeds the standard 85%, 15%. Five, the courtyard is too small and will be dark much of the year. Six, the max height of the ground floor exceeds the standard by five feet. And seven, I don't know if this is actually a warrantable Thank item. you.
7: Carl Morehouse. Carl is followed by Josh Janowitz.
24: Well, you know I don't show up for something unless I think it's really important. Uh, uh, RRM daily, uh, you know, I, I have greatest respect for you, but I, I, ha- I had to come down and talk tonight about the architectural style. Nick, you're like a brother. You know we've been having this discussion for a long time about architectural styles. I've been pushing for design guidelines. When I worked 35 years ago for the city of Santa Barbara, their old Pueblo Viejo, four great architects I can think of, Brian Cornell, Hen- Henry Lenny, Gil Garcia, uh, Deddy Pikert are all able to work within the framework of that to get their signature of their time I understand the need for modernity, but I think as people pointed out, the historical buildings around this call for this to have a different design architecture. I'm not gonna talk about stories. I'm not gonna talk about heights. I'm not gonna talk about parking, traffic, or any of that. But the architectural style, there's a visceral reaction. We've done three, and staff, you need to pull these out, three visual surveys in this community. We know what kind of architectural styles people react to and love. And And the reason we've had a visceral reaction to Coastline and some of the others is because it's a style that people are not comfortable with I think people who voted for soar I don't think they were against density. I hope not. I hope they didn't mean no more growth But they do want stuff that's going to fit in and right now this needs a serious redesign TRC that's one of your purviews to address that before it goes to planning Commission Nick. I love you. I love your tries uh, Vince you got to get this one right or we're going to continue to get this blowback in the community. I swear
7: Next speaker is Natalie Bruton, followed by Mark Sirota.
25: Good evening, dear DRC. Thank you for all your energy and efforts to assure our codes are adhered to through aesthetically acceptable designs. However, the project up for review this evening has not followed our codes and the guidelines clearly stated within our downtown specific plan. These deficits were clearly stated by Mr. Robert Guthrie and he pointed out several other areas of great concern. One of the comments that were made in the staff report, which gives me great concern, it reads, several of the warrants and exceptions are common. This is a very telling statement that shows our city leaders, staff, and developers are no longer using our current codes, specific plans, and other existing documents that may vary, That many very capable people have spent hundreds and hundreds of hours and energy to create. When warrants and variances become commonplace, then we have gone off the rails of our process. So with that knowledge, let's see what this project has taken advantage of and what is now considered commonplace. As Ms. Sauter stated, the city just advised us six stories was not an option, yet here we are. Current code requires two separate buildings. For this project, a project of this size, this is not. Open space within the projects is almost half what the code requires. We have almost lost entirely the hillside views in this corridor. Leaving the freeway at the Ventura Avenue off-ramp, you no longer, you are in a walled city. You no longer have a view of any of our hills. That is not part of our vision plan. Part of our vision plan is protecting the views of our hills and ocean. Below um, Below are the list of warrants and exceptions from the report. This may not be all. This was what I was able to garner. Easily stated in just a few words, but these have a profound effect on our community. Warren Exemption, number of stories, courtyard area. Thank you. Not having two buildings, ground floor height. Please bring this back to the DRC for their careful review and analysis. Thank you.
7: Our next speaker is Mark Sirota. Mark is going to be followed by Christy Weir.
26: Good evening. You hear me OK? Yes. Right. Great. Um, thank you for your time and expertise, that's uh, definitely need it. Uh, most of what I've heard or what I'm going to say, you may have heard it, so I'm going to try to put a little you know, different slant on it. My opinion is no surprise, I think this building is the style, the size, the mass of it is not it's not appropriate for this space. Uh, Mr. Guthrie mentioned the view to and from the mission. I think it will be compromised. Maybe you want to ask for a rendering at, at a person's height up and down um, uh, Figueroa and to actually see what's what it's gonna look like but I think it's gonna destroy that view um, in a staff report there's a few other large buildings around there's uh, a five-story at Cora there's a five-story not to, to be built at the uh, Ventura downtown housing project and an existing uh, Vista del Mara which is uh, seven stories and now we're gonna have another six this isn't an area that's supposed to be zoned 3.5 stories how are we getting all these six stories and, and uh, seven stories even? And, and, here's, and it's another one. Um, I'd like to remind the DRC that I understand you're an advising body and a, not a decision-making body, but I feel strongly that you have the right and responsibility to provide your feedback on any design feature for which you have an opinion. In the staff report, and, and good for them, they've, they said staff considers DRC's recommendation on the design outcomes of such warrants and exceptions to be valuable for the final decision maker. So I think you get free rein at, at uh, asking about those. Um, it's been stated there are four concessions. I think you should look at those closely. Uh, the shop front frontage, the type, type, number of stories, and having two buildings in the height. Um, two asides. I think when you, at the end of the meeting, when you go to the conclusions and recommendations, you should ask the staff to project it and have it typed. And so everybody can see it. You can see it when you're wordsmithing it. Otherwise, things get lost. Thank you. Yes. Our next speaker is
7: Christy Weir followed by Donald Woodcock.
21: Hi. Um, Tonight we're uh, looking at a proposal that is within the downtown specific plan area. So this is the guide for making decisions. Um, It is T5.1. That is 3.25 stories. Um, I think the staff is looking at a a little chart for uh, commercial block on page 3.55. Um, which doesn't have anything to do with raising the height of that. So we'll have to look at at our land use attorney to interpret that. But um, it doesn't look to me, it looks like it's about T6.1 and it's about ratios, which is totally different. So we need to stick with the 3.25 legally. Um, We also need to stick with what the downtown specific plan says about the two buildings. The whole reason when we wrote the downtown specific plan was to continue the pattern, the lotting, the scale of our historic downtown, not to introduce something completely different and out of character. And it says, a variation in building height, which looks to me on the, on you have the the drawings of the sides of the buildings, it's pretty much 69 feet across all the way. It says here you need a variation in building height, a mix of building dwelling types. Within the same project, it's required in order to reflect the scale, which this isn't, and the rhythm of downtown's historic lotting pattern, which is small lots. Um, We also need to take a look at the street trees in Figueroa, you need canopy trees not on the private property, you need canopy trees on the city property. Um, You need two buildings, you need varied height, you need a wider sidewalk with that many people using the sidewalk. We need a wider sidewalk and we need the courtyard dimension in the downtown specific plan. Thank you. It's supposed to be one to one. The height of the building is supposed to be the width of the courtyard, which is 70 feet. Thank you.
7: Our next speaker is Donald Woodcock. Donald to be followed by Amy Cherry. Thank you very much. Um, despite
4: the code violations and the out of character archi- out of character architecture, uh, the drawings that were presented—they're nice. They'd be nice in uh, Santa Monica or Westwood, but for some reason, not in Saticoy. And that's what was said this mo- this afternoon. <laughs> Height, regardless, Saticoy doesn't seem to work. Um, This is sort of a rhetorical question, because I know I work at Ventura County Medical Center in the operating room, so I'm used to dealing with administration, so when this building gets built, what percentage of the 94 units is considered affordable housing? People that I work with um, a few years ago tried to get uh, houses at the collection, the monstrosity off the freeway. Um, They were quickly bought out by out-of-state buyers, and then eventually the process became too expensive, so they just couldn't afford it. Um, it's an amazing building, uh, looking at it, because somehow it's going to house restaurant workers that can hobnob next to executives from Patagonia. I don't know how that's possible. Um, and then they're all going to somehow drive electric cars and bikes and work from home. I mean, I think moving forward, that seems to be the You still,
3: the, still need to maintain process. order, or I'm going to have to adjourn the meeting.
4: I appreciate that they're laughing. That's why I wrote it, but... They're, everybody moving into these houses are all this, they're, they're not going to have a carbon footprint, you know, at all. But I'm, I'm confused as to who exactly is going to live in these buildings moving forward. There's, like I said, there's people that I work with. They can't afford it. Um, it it's, just, it's, it's amazing. And the drawings, there is not one homeless person in any of those drawings. <laughs> that's, that's the big issue. There's other things I could say, but thank you for attending.
7: Amy Cherry, followed by Dominique, Mama Son.
20: Thank you for, thank you for having me. Um, I'm going to be a speed reader. My dad knows your dad, or knew him. Uh, let's see. Um, I do appreciate the, the boutiqueness and the aspects of it. I even kind of like the modern design. Um, just not this big, not at this corner, and not in downtown. Quite a few things come to mind when I imagine this overwhelming structure on the corner of a historic Figueroa and Thompson Boulevard, mainly that the developer ignored uh, the T5.1 zoning requirements while also ignoring um, the DRC's comments and suggestions from the 2020 Conceptual Design Review. Instead, they went bigger, more out of keeping with the character of the area and historical surroundings. The five-story, 110-unit project came back as a six-story behemoth. The storefronts along Figueroa are still flat and uninteresting. The courtyard fronts on Thompson take up half the sidewalk. The courtyard inside is still in a shadow, and the bulb at the corner takes away bike lanes from both ar- arterial streets. This prominent corner site is located in the San Buenaventura Figueroa Overlay. Overlay, also known as the Zone T51 Zone, which allows a maximum height, 3.52 stories, but why only 3.52 stories? Uh, it was created uh, to facilitate the terminated vistas that should be ending at the point of intermission and in, in the other direction back at the ocean. Uh, 70 foot tall uh, structure, single mass on the opposite. Uh, anyhow, you understand that one, I'm moving on. Uh, the massing is completely out of place. Should be broken into two smaller buildings. I understand that you're requesting a 50% increase as a density bonus, which, oddly enough, only became an effective law January 1st of this year. Um, so you're going to get a 50% density bonus, but why reduce the number of units by 16 and add an extra floor? The density rule to increase Thank only you. allows three concessions. Was there is my time up? Yes. Uh, you already know all the concessions. Please ask that the project come back before you, before Thank you. the Planning Commission.
21: That is it?
7: Our next speaker is Dominique Manassan. Dominique will be followed by Sean Tully.
21: Hello. I, uh, I'm going to talk about water. I just received a letter from the Casitas Water, and we're on stage three drought at the current level of people that live in a community. And there's been building coming up everywhere. And I wonder if the city, what is intention and the plan to bring water to our city? That's my first concern. We're planning we're building more people coming here, but nothing is done for water supply. The second question I have is 94 units, is it one two-bedroom? there's 98 parking spot where all those cars going to be going where the parking structure is going to be that's all
7: sean tully followed by josh d'amigo
27: hello everybody i just want to thank first off my fellow residents for all showing up doing your part keeping quiet because I don't want to, you know, no cheering, no laughing. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's all of you that are making and make Ventura what it is. So bravo to all of you for being here and for trying to say your piece. Um, to the folks at the table over here, it seems many of you um, are tired. Um, can't be bothered with what we're saying and quite frankly aren't even looking at me as I'm talking to you right now. Um, And that's fine because you guys have shown that you don't really care about what we as the community have to say or what we feel. And the fact that you hear all these people saying the comments that they are should be an example of the fact that people feel unheard and unacknowledged. Um, I work at Ventura Unified School District, Um, I'm a longtime resident of Ventura. I find it very difficult to even live where I work and where I'm from. That's something that you guys should consider. This building that's gonna be going up is doesn't belong where you guys are putting it um, for all the reasons that you've heard so far. Um, and I'm just real disheartened with the fact that Ventura is turning the way it is. Um, it's really, really unfortunate. And you would hope that there would be folks within the system um, that would be for us. Um, But nobody feels like you guys are for us. Um, And that's super unfortunate. Um, I don't imagine that progress is going to stop. I just wish that it was done more considerately and with more actual sincere feedback and and sentiment returned to the residents of Ventura. So thank you all here, that you guys are here. Please keep showing up. Thank you. Please please keep posting about this. Tag your friends. Thank you. Post on Instagram. Tag the city. Thank you. Find out who these
7: people's names are. Thank you, sir. Hold them accountable. Next speaker is Josh D'Amigo, followed by Stephanie Caldwell.
28: Good evening, uh, committee members and uh, neighbors. I apologize, I was late. Um, rent's expensive and it just went up again. Um, uh, I want to live here in Ventura the rest of my life. Um, I fell in love with it because I played at Zoe's about 15 years ago and I've never ever wanted to live anywhere else. Um, I knew it was important for me to be here to represent people like me um, who love it here and uh, may not be able to make it um, or working late hours um, like I was. My father was a public servant who didn't go to college. My mom was a Christian school teacher, and I wish I'd grown up here, because I, I love it. Um, I hope that you guys see me a little bit in yourselves, because um, I'm a young professional that's working hard and not taking any handouts. I pay taxes, and I'm a really, really good neighbor. My music's really soft. <laughs> um, this is the housing that we were looking, or I'm looking for. Um, I do drive a hybrid, and I do work from home. Um, but I teach ethics, and I teach philosophy. And I just want to let you guys know I know I'm a unicorn because there's not a lot of millennials that are moving here for jobs, Um, and it's scary, (laughs) Um, but um, this does help, and um, I, I thank you all for your consideration. Stephanie Caldwell followed by our last
7: speaker, Kelsey Jonker.
29: Good evening. My name is Stephanie Caldwell, and I serve as the President and CEO of the Ventura Chamber of Commerce. Um, representing about 700 uh, businesses with about 24,000 employees here in the city and one of the largest issues that we are facing with our employers is the lack of available and lack of affordable housing and projects like this with 11 very affordable units go a long way I I can't even remember in the time that I've been here how many projects have come forward with 11 very affordable units, which for those of you who are you know following along, that's about an average rent of about $700 a month, if I'm correct. Um, we were in this room last night with a general plan advisory committee, and speaker after speaker talked about the unaffordability of our community, and there were parents who were talking about the fact that their kids were trying to come back after college and be with their aging parents and live in the community that they grew up in and yet they can't afford it because the rents are higher than what most people's mortgages are so these kinds of projects do go a long way without affordability and frankly if we had been building even at a slow pace throughout the last two decades we would have other units that would be more affordable in the mix. So again, I'm going to leave the design to the professionals, um, but I just want to speak on behalf of the business community how needed these units are, and thank you for um, hearing me.
7: Our last speaker this evening is Kelsey Jonker.
30: Hello. Um, All right, so Ventura has a form based code, and I get really concerned when I hear staff and applicants throwing around this idea that all of a sudden warrants and exceptions are just something that should become the norm. Um, So, what does the specific plan really say? Uh, It says exceptions are strongly discouraged since they severely compromise the ability to to fulfill the plan's goals, policies, and and actions. The parcel of property has, and this is the reason uh, it would be granted, the parcel of property has physical characteristics so unusual that complying with the evaluation standard would create an exceptional hardship to the applicant or the surrounding property owners. The characteristics must be unique to the property and not be shared with bi-adjacent parcels. The unique characteristic must pertain to the land itself, not to the existing or proposed structure, its inhabitants, or property owners. So it's not like they're just something that should be considered with every project. The specific plan is very specific for a reason, and the form does dictate the design. So six stories, if we build six stories on this property, the one across the street with Sandbox Coffee or Tony's can become seven. So if we're talking about protecting views or wanting to gain views for your property, it shouldn't be at the Loss of every other surrounding property. And that's what the Form Based Code tries to protect, is it protects property owners with predictable massing so that there's a consistency throughout the neighborhood. And honestly, like CalTom's about to face that same problem. When the Tilly's Marine Building goes up and is a story taller, those views will all be gone. Thank you.
7: We do have one more speaker this evening. My apologies. And our last speaker will be Dick Fawcett.
15: Hi, uh, my name's Dick Fawcett. My partners and I built the uh, Figueroa Street uh, Victorian on the corner of Figueroa and Thompson. So we're immensely interested in this opportunity that's before us. Uh, we looked at the plans for the development, uh, the materials, the design, and we're excited about the possibility of locating in, next to our building, across the street from our building. Uh, I think it's a Class A project that you've come up with, and I think it'll be a benefit to the city of Ventura and certainly the Figueroa Corridor. I, if, I think it's the last lot in the, in the corridor. And... Uh, so I just I wanted to share from a neighbor who's impacted that i I really look forward to them completing the project as, as I've seen it thank you
7: and that concludes our speaker on item number one
3: staff before we uh, deliberate uh, I think we have a few questions that we might want to ask you maybe you could clarify some of the issues that been addressed by the public one is what what is the maximum height and and what are you what are you basing that on
8: for for purpose of this item that it the uh, the challenge with maximum height is a density bonus concessions being asked for to go above what our our, our regulations say uh, so one of the questions that we had or one of the questions I think that should be added to what is up there is if density bonus law requires us to approve something this big if what should be done to the design to make it more acceptable Uh, we can we can do research come back to you with actual heights and stuff but if the density bonus law is going to require this amount of height and this amount of units what does the DRC think we should do to make this a more acceptable project?
3: So this is an unknown at this point, whether or not. No, we we have the info. I mean, the,
8: it doesn't give heights; it gives it's by stories, right? Yeah, yeah. Stories. So so the downtown plan doesn't go by heights; it goes by stories. So uh, it then then it then will depend how much your plate heights are and such. So. Uh, Depending on how you look at this project, as noted in the staff report from the street, it's actually five stories. We're calling it six because there's, we're calling the two levels of of parking inside a story because we don't have anything in the rules to say that's not, that we don't count the parking structures as stories. So depending on what part of the building you look at, it it could be called a number of different things. It comes back to the question of if the state's gonna require us to approve this, how does DRC think it should look?
3: Okay. Um, are there any city standards for sidewalk widths?
11: The applicant for this project is providing ten feet uh, sidewalks 10 feet in width. It was consistent with the DTSP along Thompson and along Figueroa.
3: Okay. There, there's no guidelines, though, that city has. It says if you're a certain height or a certain number of stories, you need... sidewalk of a certain width
11: so within the dtsp specifically uh, depending on which part of downtown you're in it will call for different sidewalk widths at this particular location they're providing they're showing sidewalks that are consistent with this part of the dtsp
3: and that meets meets the standard yes okay okay um does anyone else on the drc have of staff based well,
5: well, yeah, about the uh, the street trees, um, as far as the the species and in the type of trees being, you know, shade canopy versus palm, is that is what is being shown? Is that per th- this particular area? Is that um, within the guidelines?
8: Yes. Okay. Yeah, and actually, I believe in. You can correct me if if we're wrong. Um, uh, the specific plan specifically calls for palm trees on Figueroa, which is why you see that street with with the palms on both sides. Uh, if that weren't in the plan and the palms weren't already there, we would support canopy trees as well.
2: Yeah, I, I would like some clarity on two items, which are the came up several times and. That is the appearance of two buildings as opposed to being two buildings and the uh, issue of uh, Figueroa and the special uh, quality and aspect of Figueroa Street. Is it separated out in our documents about how it should be treated?
8: So um, if you could look up the Figueroa one, I'm not I don't believe there is anything on the appearance of two buildings uh there there is a regulation that says that if you're on a site over a certain size uh, then there needs to be two buildings the paragraph that leads into that regulation says that the goal is to have uh, uh multiple buildings or the appearance of multiple buildings and so the intent of the regulation is broader than the regulation that's actually been used uh, that's why one of the questions, the first one uh, we we have for the DRC is, uh, does the design meet the intent of, uh, of of preventing the large monolithic and repetitive building, which is the reason why there's the requirement of multiple buildings, and also does it give the appearance of the multiple buildings, which again is is that's taken straight out of that particular particular section. And there have been other cases where the DRC has found that while technically one building, uh, it was designed in a manner that achieved the intent. And so that comes back to one of the questions we have for DRC is, do you think this project has done that? And then for the part. And can you, you repeat Figueroa. the question about Figueroa? Um,
2: yes. Is it um, alluded to, is it a separate district that is has special consideration?
11: This portion of Figueroa is not. Considered a separate district, uh, what the DTSP calls for is a certain cross section at this part. This part of Figueroa, which the applicant does meet. So, in the form, so in the sense of a special district, I'm assuming you're talking about like special regulations regarding height or design well. Whether quality.
2: we're in the Mission District, obviously not. It's not close enough. But is there something governing?
11: There isn't a special subsection or sub-district for in this portion of Figueroa. There's a cross-section that the applicant is proposing that's consistent with the DTSP.
2: Thank you.
3: Okay, any more comments? Okay, then we're going to move into deliberation. Uh, Who would like to start? Okay, I'm going to base it on seniority then, and I'll I'll start with... uh, William, I'm going to start with William.
0: Uh, uh, I, I think the, the design is really well thought out. Um, I think it's, I appreciate the corner, I appreciate the, the, the design of the building. I think it should follow within the intent of the uh, downtown specific plan and be 3.25 stories. I think it's too tall. Um, I the, the landscape was uh, really well done. I don't really care too much about the, the style at this point, um, but I definitely think it, it's it's too tall, and I have. Uh, please don't clap. <laughs> um, I think that I, I think the six stories is plain old just just it's it's too massive, it's too tall. I do think that it should that we should follow be following the downtown specific plan. I don't think that warrants should be granted like they're like they're candy, and. STAFF'S HANDS ARE ACTUALLY TIED, um, BUT OURS AREN'T. AND STAFF HAS TO ALLOW THAT BY THE STATE MANDATE. AND I DON'T THINK THE STATE MANDATE SHOULD um, BE ABLE TO DICTATE THAT, OH, THEY CAN DO WHATEVER THEY WANT. I'M GETTING A LITTLE BIT TIRED OF HEARING ABOUT THE STATE MANDATE. um, TAKING PRECEDENCE OVER DESIGN AND THE DESIGN OF WHAT IT'S LIKE TO BE ON THE STREET NEXT TO IT AND I don't have a problem with tall buildings. I actually love tall buildings. I want to, you know, Chicago's awesome. Um, But it's not Ventura to me. Uh, It's it's not what the downtown specific plan was intended to do. It's not what the design guidelines were intended for. And I do not think it should be as as massive and as tall as it
3: is. Okay. So we got height issues and, and, and mass issues. Are your two primary concerns?
0: Yeah, well, I think it should be. Uh, it, when it, on a site that big, it can be done. It can be done as uh, multiple multiple buildings. It's it's not. Um, the design is really well done. Clearly, uh, uh, Nick's a good architect, but the it's just yeah, it's. Ma'am,
3: please, please.
0: Yeah. That's it. That's all I got. Craig? for right now.
3: Um, Curtis, sorry, not Curtis. You call you Craig.
2: Yeah, that's okay. I'm still new here. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to get into the issue of style. I, I think the approach you took is uh, handsome, and the when you compare this to the original submission, I think it's uh, particularly the corner development is um, uh, a great leap forward. Um, and I appreciate the amenities on this. Um, I, I would, to me, it's a big stretch from, you know, 3.25 to 6. And um, I, I do have a discomfort with that. I know what we're trying to achieve and what we have to uh, allow. But um, it's, it's it, I, I have a discomfort with the six stories here. Uh, Let alone seven in other places. Um, but I, I have no issue with, with the design of the building. I think the recommendation for the inset on the west facade uh, would be helpful. Um, yeah, and I, that's, I'll leave it at that right now. I did
0: can I uh, I forgot a couple things uh, the the courtyards too small for me I think it's uh, it's going to be in darkness and I and I also uh, it, it, that just needs needs to be larger and I agree with what Curtis has said about the recommendation from the from staff on that on the
3: west facade okay. Jack comments
5: um yeah I think um, Overall, it's, uh, I, I think the architecture, it's, it's, it is uh, a, a nice-looking building. I, I could see, um, as far as per the, the code or whatnot, to break it up um, into two structures. It does look like one structure. I, I think that is kind of hard to parse any, way, uh, any other way. But um, I, I love the way things are articulated, the materials and, and the levels. I think that's very nicely done. I, like these gentlemen were saying, the, like where the pool deck is could be a little shady there. Um, I would like to, uh, I do appreciate the way that there's like a cafe there on the corner. It'd be nice um, to have one up on the top deck, um, but I understand for security and whatnot and that that, that could be difficult because then people could enjoy that, those views there. The, the greater public, wouldn't that be nice? Um, But I I think it's a a good mix of amenities on all the different um, podium floors and I look forward to seeing how this evolves and and how the program evolves and uh, especially with the landscape. I I know as far as all the plantings go, I think everything's appropriate. Um, What what I continue to do as I revisit projects is, you know, are are my plant materials drought tolerant enough with the the current climate? Um, So I may... Might ask the, the landscape architect to continue to look at that. Um, I, I think that was as far as the stories go. Yeah, we always want to, you know, keep things a little lower. I, I appreciate the the architects trying to bring these different architectural styles in the area. Like, how do you reconcile that? It's it's a challenge, especially with the kind of more Victorian style right across the street. Um, and this is not a special district, so they're not beholden to that. So that's the, the, the kind of, the, the, but they, they do have some brick material there that's a little bit traditional. I think kind of take, uh, is nodding towards that a little bit. Whether there's other materials that could be introduced there to kind of help bridge the, those two different styles. Um, I'm sure that, again, this is preliminary level. And as they continue to look at this, I I, I look forward to seeing where it ends up.
3: Okay, Um, I find myself in agreement with some of the things that have been said. But let me start with what I like about the building. I I think the landscaping, the uh, rooftop terrace is fantastic. I think there's uh, some opportunities for expanding that. Um, I think something like that could be uh, a real joy for people that are living. Uh, in this building, be able to go up on a roof and see the fantastic views of the mountains, of the ocean, Uh, and I commend that portion of the design. I think it's very well done. That saying, uh, I don't see two buildings here. I don't see the appearance of two buildings. Um, It's much too massive in uh, its style and approach. Uh, There's probably some things that could be done uh, maybe to improve that where maybe some of the buildings uh, or levels could be set back obviously those penthouse type structures c- could be uh, held back from the edge uh, Which might give it an appearance of being a, a smaller or not as tall building uh, But the building is way too tall and if there's any way we can get this building down lower uh, Maybe the three of you can help me figure out how we can we we can do a motion in that effect uh, to get the building lower, um, the courtyard is small, it is shady, but there is some opportunities for increasing uh, the landscaping up on the terrace. Uh, the solar panels could go on the top of those penthouse structures. I, I kind of refer to them, at least in my mind, as hats on top of the penthouses. Uh, that could open up more room uh, for more landscaping and more terrace and patio type area. Uh, Context is difficult. I would really like to see this building somehow reflect uh, the local context, but if we did that with every building, we'd never have a Sydney Opera House. Uh, We never have a Disney Center. Uh, You you can't live in the past. You can't design in the past, and and, and we need to look look forward. Uh, We have new materials. Uh, We're not using the same materials that the fathers used to build build a mission, uh, which caused them to to go with that style. Uh, so there there are opportunities uh, for us to have some some variation in architecture within the city. Uh, we just don't have to keep copying the past. Uh, what we Hope you're not now, calling so it we, the
0: Sydney Opera House or the or Disney. Um, I'd actually like to point out some uh, really positive things that I think about it, and that's the corner. Um, I generally uh, look at the negative spaces or the spaces in between the buildings and what that's going to be like, what's it going to be like to walk on the building, because most of us don't get to live there. Um, I would like to live on the top. That's cool, but um, I'm not going to, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to be able to walk along the building, and I appreciate the landscaping along, especially along uh, Figueroa, and then the pulling back and the, and although it's, in the public realm, the bowl, bowling of the of the corner that creates almost like a courtyard that's actually usable for people. I don't know if the overflow from Tony's or something. I don't know, but that that area has is, is really nice that it carves away that corner and cr- it, it, it addresses the corner really well. And the amenities of the building and everything that you guys addressed and talked about, I totally concur and I agree that all of that's great. The um, Affordable units, I. I Appreciate that there's affordable units in it. Uh, Eleven is a lot, and then that's great. Um, and uh, that part of it, I really appreciate. So I didn't want to just dwell in the in the in the in the building height being too tall.
3: I think a, one of the last large buildings we looked at was that Hilton Hotel that was right out on the beach, uh, and. I think, in terms of context, that seemed to work out very well. Um, Maybe that could give the applicant some ideas. Um, But uh, in terms of where we go, are we, we're not motioning for approval or anything like that. We're just basically sharing our concerns with the Planning Commission, what we like, what we dislike, what Um, we recommend.
8: The DRC has a variety of options uh, we, we are asking for a recommendation uh, if you believe that changes need to be made to bring back uh, that that can be your motion if there are specific changes you would ask to be made and you're uh, would accept moving it forward that's also an option for you uh, but you have all those uh, at your disposal uh,
0: I just I need to comment on your Hilton comment because I would not support it any way. You guys going that Hilton direction because that to me is is not not better than what we have here. Uh, it, in fact, design wise, the building I think the building is fine. It's 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 not it's sit, no Sydney Opera House. It's it's no uh, but it's but it but it's a it's a it's a well done building it's not it's not uh, crazy innovative it is of its time it's what it is it's what we're doing now uh, hopefully it relieves some of the housing issues that we have cuz we I appreciate that they that we have this huge housing issue and the, and we need to have more housing But I JUST DON'T THINK THE SCALE OF THE BUILDING IS APPROPRIATE. I DON'T THE THE STYLE THE YOUR PROPORTIONS YOUR YOUR EVEN THE WAY YOU'RE YOU'RE PUSHING IN AND OUT YOU'RE YOU'RE CARVING AWAY THE CORNERS YOU'RE MAKING DIFFERENT DIFFERENT SPACES THAT'S ALL APPRECIATED SO I IT'S JUST FOR ME IT'S JUST TOO TALL FOR FOR THAT AREA AND um, IS is THAT THE TALL PART OF TOWN FOR SURE LIKE THIS IS THE TALL PART OF TOWN but we do have uh, a downtown-specific plan, or we do have form-based codes, and and it's it's w- way too far out of it for me. But I do appreciate uh, your design.
3: You want to try to put that in the form of a of a motion? No. <laughs>
0: well,
3: we're not we're not open for that. We we may, but not at this point.
2: Um, well, in. To give them a sense of of being able to move forward, the whole notion of creating something that looks like two buildings, um, you know, that's such a gray area as you're defining it. Um, I think it could be achieved on here in the realm of the elevator tower, um, the way that the, uh, the that massing and that element, it's already um, different material and... Appearance from the rest of the building. I'm wondering if there's an opportunity to create. I don't know if you could cleave the building there or do something to create that sense of separation between the uh, uh, the west side and the east side of the of the building. And in the size of the courtyard, I would tend to agree about that. It's it's under what is required. So, uh, but. Um, you know is is a cre- increase in the width enough do you think well
0: i I don't really know um i i do it does need to be larger um i and I appreciate that it is it is uh south orientation where the the sun's going to hit it uh in, in the length of it um so that that's a positive for me but i do it <sighs> I don't know, that's that's one of my lesser concerns, but I do think the courtyard's too small. And why can't it be two buildings?
2: Yeah. Uh, Is it, it, do you think the site's not big enough for that? Well, I mean, where do you create the separation? That the parking, or, or how does that?
0: It's in good hands.
3: <laughs> so, let me see if I can... Make... <laughs>
0: no, I, I actually think that you can create Separate buildings—that there actually could be a breezeway. There could be something that goes through the building. It could be two different buildings. I don't even care that the styles stay, stay, the, same, stay the same or stay similar. That It doesn't have to totally be an abrupt. It doesn't have to go from from mission to so-called Victorian or whatever it, to be a different building. But it—but it—it could be actually, in my opinion, it could be
2: multiple buildings.
3: Curtis, do you agree with that? Have-
2: Two buildings or are you Well um, you know if our code is saying it should be two buildings, it should be two buildings.
3: Yeah. How do you feel? You agree with that? You know I know that I know
2: there's an issue in the in the text, you know, the, the preamble and that um, but we gotta fix that.
3: Okay. So what I'm trying to do is pull everybody and find out what we agree on, and not what we disagree on.
2: I
0: have a lot of issues with the, the form-based code um, that, you know, I think we, I think we as, sorry, I keep talking with my back to you, um, I, we, as, as a document it's, it is sometimes hard to follow, sometimes it is a, ambiguous, but I think there's, there's clear things in there and to just constantly give uh, warrants and exceptions is, is a mistake. Um, I would, you know you, there's other parts of town, the Pont, they just need to, you know, wish they could rewrite the code because it's always got um, varian, variances and stuff like that. I think that. But I think that the form-based code is pretty clear enough to, to be able to follow, and I think that a building that, that generally meets the intent of the form-based code could be done at 211.
3: Do you feel we should support warrants on this project?
2: I'm sorry, support
3: warrants.
8: If if, if I could chime in on that, and remember you're talking about design. So talk about the outcomes. Yeah,
3: well the outcomes yeah. Yeah, basically. <laughs> the outcomes of the one.
2: Yeah, I would I would I, I would push for the two buildings in this case. So, to me, that is design
0: um, yeah you know is. whether they're, they're it design is a lot more than whether it's got wood or plastic siding it's it is those are the warrants and exceptions, and that does lead to design and the design of a city and and a site is is the things that they say that we aren't supposed to talk about but um, I think that we need to to recommend to planning and commission. Uh, somewhat clearly if we all agree that we that the building or if we uh, uh, the majority believes that the building should be shorter uh, not as tall and two buildings I think that we should convey that to Planning Commission
3: I could agree with that
5: or I I would might say I think it correct me if I'm wrong but again the intent here which I'm still a little fuzzy with um, is that it, it not necessarily be two buildings but it has the appearance of that is that correct
11: i can read what the dtsp explicitly states uh, large development projects shall be composed of multiple structures and or shall be designed to have the appearance of multiple independent buildings so uh, typically given that uh, the appearance of two buildings has at times been a common uh, deviation from the code uh, the dtsp as mentioned previously is conflict it contradicts itself on one hand it requires two buildings and staff has taken that interpretation that's why we've mentioned it um, as a, uh, a requirement that has to be met however the intent of the code does say a, a development can give the appearance of two buildings and so in the past when staff has been supportive of variances where applicants wanted to deviate from that requirement, uh, we usually try to justify it by saying and working with applicants to say that the building does, that designs do look like two buildings and work and push applicants to at least design projects to look like two buildings.
5: Okay, yeah, my concern would then be you start to break up the building and then you create like shadows in places that you maybe didn't intend to. Then you get wind corridors as well. Um, so maybe I think I would say that it's more like the appearance, maybe a little more variety of height. Also, once you start carving things out, then we're talking about this desire for larger you know, um, podium floors or patios and whatnot. Then you might start to lose that. So I would caution everyone here uh, on that.
3: Well, the appearance of two buildings, we recently had a building come before us on Front Street. Uh, and I think uh, it was successfully designed to give the appearance okay. of two buildings, even though it was one. And I think that might have been one of your buildings on Front Street. It might have been. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. So it is possible. Yeah, okay. Um,
0: yeah. yeah, and I also think that the, the intent of the code is to actually make it look like it's two buildings for for the user, but the guy driving the car that comes in looking for a parking space or has a parking space doesn't necessarily have to enter two, you don't enter in one parking space for the other. So uh, it it is gray, it's a little fuzzy, but I think the intent is to have it be um, the appearance of of more than one building on a certain size lot.
3: Um, Any comments on messing? massing?
0: didn't we say that? It's too tall? Okay, you can. Oh, okay, it, it, do, it. Do, you, do you mean like the, the way that the, the corner might be is lower and then the, the, the centers pop up and things like that? Yes. Oh, I think that's really successful and really well done and that's what I was trying to say and and maybe that um, unfortunately could be compromised by saying that the building has to get lower. No, so now how do you have that lower area now that you're, you're going to get lower? But if you do actually go to 3.25 um, stories, then you do have that. Um, you do have that opportunity, and I think that opportunity still exists. But I do think it, it diminishes a little bit by um, squashing the building. And the last thing I want to do is see the see uh, you use the the scale thing and squish things down. I don't have any problem with the, a really tall first first floor the way it is. Uh, I think that that proportionally is really well done. And then the corner being be is is uh, treated differently than the other part. So um, I think that, that if that's what you're talking about with massing, I think that's actually really well done.
3: Yeah, well, actually, I, I didn't mention it, but the corner, I think, is one of the most successful parts of the project. I think that works very well. So we do need a motion. I can't make it. So Why not? When, uh, the rules say I can't. I think
2: I can is do. this a motion for recommendation?
3: Yes. To the planning commission, what do we, what do we want to tell the planning commission? Okay. Um, what do we want to communicate? Oh, do I, I mean, so far the only thing I think we're consistent on is the building's too tall.
8: Mr. Chair, do you want us to chime in on at least the notes we've taken, and you can confirm or, or deny?
0: I actually would love to hear the notes that you've taken.
8: So, so the the combination that we attempted, uh, or that I attempted to get, is uh, there isn't, we don't see, or there's either a consensus that the architectural style is okay as proposed, or there is not opposition to the architectural style that's proposed. Uh, The height is an issue across the board, number of stories. Uh, I believe I've heard at least three people say the courtyard definitely needs to be larger, uh, and on the split buildings, I think I've heard both that it, di- it absolutely needs to l- look more like it's separate buildings, but there were still some who were saying it should actually be two d- two different buildings.
0: Uh, I'm willing to revise my B2 buildings to the appearance of two buildings, because I, I think that, that that's... Uh, if you're taking it literally, two buildings and slicing it down, well, it could be. It could actually be sliced in in by into four pieces. But I don't think that that is what uh, the intent of the code is. So I, I don't want to be coming across like that. I don't know where Curtis was on that.
2: Uh, yeah, I'm I'm sensing at least separation f- like from the third level up or second level up. I mean just for the continuity of the base to main, be maintained but to separate the upper part of the building at least.
0: I'm going to toss out that I don't like that part of the downtown the the form-based code our downtown specific plan. I actually can't stand that part of it cuz I really don't mind that a building is is an entire the entire block, but I am reading what i see as as the downtown specific plan so although i say that it should be two buildings i don't architecturally agree with it and that sound that's probably really confusing just Nick's over there like what' just scratching his head
2: Are we two buildings or not I mean I guess that's what it's coming um,
0: I, I, th- I think that I think the the intent is to break up the mat the massing um, and to have it be the appearance of, of more than one monolithic building I think that's even the slide up there I can't see it yes. um, so I think that that you know should be more followed than it is. The massing's broken up, by the way. I'm not saying it's not. It just is one building broken up. <clears throat> okay. I, I I I think I, think I can try on A motion, but I don't know. We we are are can can our motion include. It can't include bringing it back. It's going to play. Oh, it, ab- it absolutely can. You, you, oh, okay. you
8: have the ability to. Okay. Well, if you wanted to come back, it wouldn't necessarily be a motion. You would just be, uh, the motion would be to to continue the item, and then you would give the items you want them to work on in the recent middle.
0: So we can say we want to continue the item, have it brought back with our comments. Yes with responses to your comments.
3: Then let me open it back up to the applicant. Uh, you've heard what we said. Uh, you don't have a lot of time here tonight, so maybe if you can limit your comments.
13: I want Nick to address the building separation so we have clarity, and I'd like to sort of bring a sort of a bigger kind of...
8: Uh, if you could speak into the mic, please.
3: You, you need a mic. Oh, we got two. Right
8: here. Oh. I, I don't want to kill your but-
14: yeah, first of all, I just, I want to say that as painful as this is, this is how cities are made. Um, I very much appreciate the the thoughtfulness behind this dialogue. It's not easy. The specific plan is not an easy document to work with. If anyone has ever used it, including staff, it is difficult. There are contradictions. Uh, the warrants and exceptions were are, are in there to give us and give you and give staff some freedom to interpret and, and, and manipulate. And it is a little bit contradictory, but it definitely is, the language is not dictating that this must be two separate buildings. It's not doing that. The intent, I think staff had nailed it. The intent is that we're creating texture and variation and that it doesn't feel monolithic. And so that was our fundamental design intent when you start to take a building like this and turn it into two separate buildings, you get into all kinds of code issues and, and you know fire issues. How do the fire guys get through this and fight fires and take care of people and ambulances arriving and where do they go? And there's all kinds of issues about exiting and things like that. So I do appreciate that you're kind of working through that and coming to the, what I think I'm hearing is you're coming to the conclusion that it does not need to be two separate buildings, but you'd like to see the um, more emphasis on the appearance of breaking it down into increments. That's what I'm hearing possibly with a variation in the character. That's the way I'm interpreting this, so you can tell me if I'm missing the boat, but that's the way I would like I would approach it if we're going to, to go back and look at it a little deeper.
3: Yeah, from my point of view, I, I think you're correct. Okay.
0: Yes, I agree with you, Nick, thank, thank you. you. Yeah. Okay.
13: okay, thank you guys for the comments tonight. Um, I think the thing we keep running into is, is height. There's other issues, and they were great. We're, we're taking note. And we appreciate the comments, and especially on how this relates. And as you can see, it's kind of a little potpourri out there. So, you know, I thank you guys for acknowledging that. I think that was really difficult to do, and I think, you know, hopefully you understand what we were, we were after. The design of the building, um, one of the things integral to the design, it was, it's, it's, and it wasn't really a, a design issue on height. It was an economic issue to fit the affordable housing in. And so this is something that I have to – that falls on behalf of the developer because state's not giving us money to do this. And the only way to provide the very low category is for me not only to build those 10 units and physically put the 10 units on top of a – whether it's 3.25 or 5.8 or whatever the you know your, your kind of elusive code reads, uh, we have to not only put the 10 units – but I have to subsidize those 10 units. So those 10 units don't even carry the, uh, the economics. So I have to subsidize those by about 1.5 units of market rate. Because remember, the market rate units are subsidizing the affordable units. So that's why the state then jumps in and says, here are some things that can help you do that. And so we're simply utilizing the things the state. We're, we're, we're listening to, I've listened to a lot of, uh, not necessarily tonight, but in the general plan discussions, there's a lot of discussion about affordability. And we can tell you, we just finished an apartment project. We could have rented all 45 in an afternoon to the very low. And the very low is, hovers around $700 to $1,000 dollars. And we're providing all very low. That's a, that's a strong category. That's a 4 to $5 million investment that I have to make to build those that I can't underwrite. They don't even pay for their, the, the management of those units. So I have to then, as an economic decision, not a design decision, I have to add those into the units, into the building, not only the physical space for those, but also the economics to cover that. And so, and I'm willing to show anybody the economics. We, you know, we're, we, we build these things at, you know, six and a half return. Uh, they're tough to build. So, the other portion of that is the design. Now, I think Commissioner uh, Grodin, you said that on the design issue, we are, we are putting amenities in this project that I could cram units in. I could, I could take units and put them in the, in the amenity stack. I could put three for floor if I wanted to get really aggressive. that that's not counting for anything on your in your rules so if I start tucking and stashing and I close the courtyard maybe I maybe I make it a little bigger and and it doesn't have the length of width thing but I'm just letting you know that if I if I feel if if I'm listening to the city and they want affordable housing I won't be able to reduce the height I'll come back here while it'll frustrate everybody if if the affordability is removed then I can come and and respond to some of the issues that are design. So I think that the issue here is there's a there's there's sort of a rub there, and we want to listen and we want to do what we can do. But there's a rub that in order economically to make this building work to do the very low, I need the height we have. It's 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 run very tightly. It's run on an economic pro forma. I do this for a living. I own affordable housing units. I own 100% very low units. There's a two year waiting list for those. There's a huge need for that. So as a, as a builder, a mixed use builder, I feel that that is the calling to do right now. And in order to do it, I need to have the height. And the other issue of separating the buildings, if it's pure separation, that's gonna affect the, the, the unit count and density if we can work with what Nick is saying what I think I hear you guys saying that there's a design solution for that We're all in on that we're going to lean into that and do that But I don't want to discourage people and think I'm not listening when I come back And I can't adjust the height with the affordability component if that's removed and and uh, and that and that's not important to the city Then we can have a discussion about that But I appreciate your comments, okay
8: Yes battery ran out that gets back to the 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 point of the role of drc is not to talk about anything but design Uh, uh, because if you try to dig into the warrants and what meets the code and what doesn't you then have to talk about state law which leads into density bonus that is why staff's request talk about the design if you believe this height doesn't fit here independent of code that's what that's that's what is useful to hear uh, i what what I feel that I've heard is if this were a building designed to go into a different area, maybe an area that's not even in, in 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 Ventura right now, you think it's a good design, you're questioning, does this building fit here that that's that's what i'm hearing, and so that that's where we'd like you to focus your comments on because the Planning Commission is going to have to tackle the issue of is the density bonus rules being met appropriately? We'll have the city attorney there to comment on those things and such. But having said that, I think what we've heard is you don't believe the height design, for design reasons, is appropriate. And that's fine for you to say. I think one of the things that the applicant is saying is if that's the key issue, then that's really going to be decided at Planning Commission. And maybe it isn't a good idea to come back because the height will still be the same, but the other things I think are details that I believe you probably have confidence that the architect's going to be able to address. Having said that, you still have both paths, but ask that you focus on 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 the design aspects of it. Uh, Can I ask Peter a question?
0: Uh, you said independent of code. What code are you talking about?
8: Independent of... Of, of any code. Of any, including You're not talking about line. our our code. Uh, we we would like your design, in, your design input on certain aspects of the project. That will help inform the planning commission who has to make a decision on all aspects of the project. Right. And so by, by independent of the code, I do mean the downtown specific plan. I do mean state law because we're not tasking you with trying to figure out whether the density bonus law is met or not. Again, that's gonna be at a, a future hearing.
0: SO FOR WHAT IT'S WORTH, I CAN'T LOOK AT IT INDEPENDENT OF OUR CODE. I, I AM LOOKING AT THE PROJECT DEPENDENT UPON our, OUR FORM-BASED CODE. WITH ALL DUE RESPECT, I'M SORRY. BUT I, I, I AM LOOKING AT IT WITH THAT. If I, IF I WROTE THE CODE, IT WOULD BE DIFFERENT. Um, I'M NOT UP HERE TO WRITE A CODE OR to SAY where, WHETHER IT SHOULD BE TEN STORIES OR, or TWO STORIES. Uh, i'm I'm going within the the intent of the code and I think that's when you buy a property you look at the first thing you look at it's t five point one don't know when you bought it um but that's that's what you had when you bought it you you bought it with the, the intent of and so the intent of the downtown specific plan being a t five point one uh I believe that we should follow that I don't know how to make a motion I don't know how to move uh
3: Okay. Uh, since we seem to be stuck on it, um, maybe staff could recommend a motion on this. Listening to what William and Jack and well, I,
8: I think the first question is: Does does the DRC want the plan to come back?
0: I do. Yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah, I I, I think that's that's a good.
0: Uh, I would agree. Okay. I mean, I hate uh, having a project have to go, go come back and forth from uh, public meetings, but I, I do think that it's appropriate uh, for this project.
8: Okay. So seeing a majority nod, my recommendation is that you simply continue the meeting to a date uncertain uh, and that the applicant work to address the comments as they can or as they will be willing to. And then when it does come back... Uh, the DRC has the option to uh, uh, recommend the design change even further. Like, Let's just hypothetically say it comes back and it's the same height, but all the other issues are addressed. At that meeting, DRC could still make your recommendation to Planning Commission that the height be lowered. Right. That issue then goes to Planning Commission and it, it, it gets discussed with all the law parts as well.
0: So what I would like to see happen is they come back on, hopefully we can kind of get a date certain, at least something in the near future, and, and, and get RRM to, to work and, and to look at it. If they come back at six stories, they come back at six stories, um, but our recommendation is for it to be lower.
3: As, as well as,
0: uh, as, well as the, the other comments? comments. Sure, sure.
3: So that sounds like a motion to me.
0: <laughs> it's not a it's not a motion because we don't need one because we're recommending. Well, you for would be moving to continue. continue. Okay, well then I then I would make a mo- motion to move to continue, um, and have it either design redesigned or not based on our recommendations. Okay, we
3: need a second. Second. Okay, uh, clerk, could you please call the roll?
8: And before roll call, I just want to make it clear we're the reason why. We're recommending not a date certain is one we don't know how long the applicant will need, yeah. and two, doing a date certain means there'll be a renotice. Yeah, so so. No, the I I, I
0: appreciate that. I, I, that's why I said kind of a day, to kind of give get. I'd like to get them to be able to get back here, and if they are they do end up building it, that they can get to it. That's that's my thing, because I hate being the the roadblock for projects.
7: Okay, on the motion, Member Kiesel. Yes. <laughs> Member Cormain? Yes. Member Tomasello is absent. Member Grouden? Yes. And Chair Antelman. Yes. Four yes. eyes and the motion carries.
8: And Mr. Chair? Mr. Chair, we'd recommend man.
3: Uh, uh, 5 minute Come recess I'll, 10 minute I'll, I'll go out. we're going to have a 5 minute recess no it's
16: right there underneath the
3: chart hey, yeah. a second it's, bite of the apple
0: yeah it's just too tall yeah,
3: you want the plans rolled up right? everyone's Modem leaving for this there.
0: item, so i so was oh, back it's thank you for coming for my presence you know it's, it's pretty
16: close. okay
8: yeah,
1: we'll
8: yeah. Well, I actually. I, no, no, I, I'm all for it. But. Yeah, the folks okay. were here for this okay. time. Okay. Um, okay. The next two items are going to
7: be. Uh, uh, this is is uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, are we on? Peter. I told you the other
0: day. Brian and uh, Jack. Who's uh, <laughs> uh, Jack? Jack. I have to get myself Jack. He's <laughs> out there. Yeah,
7: he's Peter Are we on recess? so
17: weird. a crowd, that's
7: Thank you. <laughs> Gracias, entonces para
3: this much fun? That was a tough one. Really. That's a yeah. tough Well, it's because, like, you
5: know, we're, we're it's, it's, uh, maybe was, we're, we're,
8: you want to at least let people know that yeah, really we're going to be starting soon? A okay.
3: Yeah. Um, well, we got to
1: wait for William to get back anyway.
3: We're going to be reconvening the meeting about two minutes so if you're here for the next two items on the agenda please have a seat court going to He
1: needs
3: to give us food, too. He needs to give us food, too. I don't know what
2: happened to that. There's a call out here.
8: The
4: yeah, yeah, you have to, you have to bring idea. your own snacks. Uh, <laughs>
1: uh,
8: although when it, when well we know it's going to be... I'm sorry <laughs> to... Uh, we should look into
3: that. Somewhere. Well, just, right. we've got a corner. I guess I can reconvene. Oh, here he is. Where's okay. <laughs> <Yes. clears> that? Okay, reconvening the meeting, and we're going to move on to item number two, which is project 14897. Uh, Staff, uh, would you please give us a report? Sure. Oh, oh, one second. Is there any uh, any ex parte communication on this item with anybody on board? No. No. Okay. Okay, staff, it's all yours.
31: THANK YOU. Um, THE NEXT ITEM ON THE AGENDA IS A REMODEL PROJECT AT 141 NORTH VENTURA AVENUE. THE SUBJECT SITE IS LOCATED ON THE FAR WEST SIDE OF THE DOWNTOWN SPECIFIC PLAN ON VENTURA AVENUE. The site is surrounded by um, a, a variety of uses, including single-family, multi-family, industrial, commercial, a large shopping center. Um, definitely uh, around different uses in the downtown area. Um, here's some existing context and surrounding character of the area. Um, adjacent, well, near uh, the site on the north, uh, at the corner of Ventura Avenue and Fixway, is a. Um, Newly remodeled um, uh, commercial building. Um, The site south of it is the cannery building, which is a multifamily mixed use. Across the street looking east are the single family homes, Um, and then southeast are also the single family homes. THE PROPOSED PROJECT INCLUDES A REMODEL OF AN EXISTING COMMERCIAL BUILDING. THE REMODEL WILL um, CONVERT THE BUILDING TO A MIXED-USE BUILDING WITH TWO COMMERCIAL TENANT SPACES AND NINE RESIDENTIAL UNITS. THE uh, PROPOSED PROJECT INCLUDES NINE PARKING SPACES um, BETWEEN THE COMMERCIAL SPACES AND THE residential. The um, entry to the garage will be off of North Ventura Avenue, inset um, a little bit from from the frontage. Um, In addition to that, there will be uh, landscaping, um, two new public right-of-way trees. In addition to uh, just up at Fixed Way in Ventura Avenue, Um, there's a subject site that the, the same property owner owns where they also installed two trees so it'll create more of a cohesive um, landscape along ventura avenue um, this is the proposed project and up next we have the applicant's presentation
0: oh no not brian again nope.
32: <laughs> <laughs> can you guys hear me okay yes Hi, I'm Jason Herber the architect. Um, I started my business here in Ventura in 2015. Uh, I'm currently I'm in Santa Paula, uh, where I'm on the DRC there and the head of the Planning Commission as well. So, uh, <laughs> thanks for having us. I was just going to dive in real quick to kind of some of the technical components of this project, and then we'll get into the design after that briefly. Could I borrow a laser pointer? Thank you. And Jamie, it's nice to see you in person. We've been emailing uh, for. <laughs> couple of years now about yes. this so this project was initially kind of conceptualized as a as one development of this whole block so it's it's uh, the 141 building that we're discussing today and then four fixed way which we uh, got a, an approval for a couple years ago and that building's been renovated and it's now um, occupied and so we conceptualized this as one design and then have kind of been getting each individual parcel uh, through the planning process from there. So uh, you can see here off of Garden Street from the rear, there's an easement access. And so the the real complexity we've encountered with this project is fire department access. So um, this was used as the parking area, this little courtyard in the back, but this is just too narrow at ten foot five inches to uh, uh, access a, a fire engine, or even parking for that matter, so the change of use is triggering this to be brought to code, so we're proposing a 20-foot wide opening along Ventura Avenue that comes in and then uh, access the parking. We, we've, we're required to have seven parking stalls, we're providing nine, um, so if we could progress into the next plans, Jamie. Sure. Um, the roof line. So, so the big technical move we're making. The, yeah, that one back one. The next one. Yeah. Uh, perfect. Right here. So th- this gives you the greatest overview of the the project. So, another issue with the fire department was that all of our uh, residential units need to have uh, an egress window, and. So the ones facing Ventura Avenue are fine. We use those existing windows to locate the new units. So they all have a a window uh, for fire egress. And they also have two points of egress through the building. This is an existing staircase. Um, You cannot exit. This is the second story. The stair goes down to the first story, obviously. But you can't exit through an intervening building. So what we had to do is remove the roof of most of this rear building. And so we're turning it into a parking court, essentially. And then we're providing two new units here that face this courtyard. So this is actually a really nice existing, it's a loading dock now, but it a, has a really good quality of space. It's really quiet back there. So I wanted to locate two of the units here where they have um, kind of natural light coming in on both sides, along with these, these other, this other unit on the ground level. Um, these two are accessible units. Um, sorry, I would take that back. We have one, one accessible unit, um, and then we have one, two affordable units on the second floor. I believe it's this one and this one. So we wanted to kind of provide a variety of what type unit types the accessible, the affordable units are, rather. Um, I think we can jump into the renderings now. Um, these are just blow-up plans. So uh, this, yeah, go back to that one real quick. So we've done our best to kind of utilize the existing features of the building. So all of these windows along Ventura Avenue are being preserved. And they're the, the windows of the new units above. Um, the storefront is kind of more or less where we're showing them. We are having to make this this bay here much wider in order for that to become the 20-foot wide uh, parking access. Uh, these will be uh, commercial retail. Um, you know, as is for Fixed Way currently, so we're kind of maintaining that retail use at ground level. This was most recently used by Patagonia for uh, office, office use. And a quick note, this building was built in 1949 as a hotel, which, which um, it had a residential use. But, you know, and to make it meet modern code today, uh, there, there are uh, site access issues. So moving on to the renderings. Move one forward. So. Yes. Um, so, th- so essentially, I do apologize to Brian, our landscape architect, for the not representing the landscaping properly with these these crude renderings. But this hopefully this gives you a good feel for the building. So, as I mentioned, we did design this as one development, and initially we didn't know what this use was going to be. So we kind of gave it uh, kind of a graphic feel up above. Uh, very subtle not too heavy not like a, a street art essentially but just kind of a subtle graphic um, the the gray and black storefront these features and these canopies tie into the other development at four Fix way and the other buildings this is the the rear section the units that are looking into the courtyard and so I wanted to really provide really nice patios there for those two units um, and then also there's a communal patio there as well so every all of the tenants of this building can have a, a patio area where there's a barbecue and uh, bicycle parking as well. That's essentially it, the overview of the project. Um, I'd be happy to answer questions or or go in a little bit further detail if necessary.
0: I have a question, Um, did you say hotel? It was a hotel? Originally, yeah,
32: 1949.
0: Uh, Okay, that's not really my question, but um, what you have on the right-hand side or the north side that is, is your access. What there was that like a, a big opening there before. What was that before?
32: It, it was more like 12 or 13 feet. It oh, just doesn't meet. You, you made it bigger? Yeah, so okay. the change of use is triggering this the access to meet current code, which is 20 okay. feet wide. Right, okay. So that's so, what we're doing. Okay. So we're actually removing a good portion of this building, the roof and that whole right. access. But that road. was there, right? It was there. Yeah. It, it,
0: it, 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 access into the building.
32: Right, okay. And I think at one point this may have been a, an auto shop or something to that nature. So there's a, a lot of these buildings along this corridor have these big roll up door bays.
0: Okay. That's all I got for questions.
3: Okay, uh, roof drainage is through roof drains?
32: Yes, and we're, we're utilizing some of the existing. So at the, the rear, you know, this is actually the building where we're um, removing the roof, but, but we're exist- using the existing spouts to shed off of these uh, units. Uh, we're gonna more or less maintain the, the drainage on the front area too. Uh, and then the, the, the courtyard, the rear building is actually, the slab is 13 feet high, sorry, 13 inches higher. Uh, then the, the rear parking area, there's a ramp here and so we can integrate any kind of drainage from the interior parking to this, but at this planning phase, we're not quite there yet but you know, there's, there's opportunities to integrate this into the design.
3: Is that a roof screen? Um.
32: Yes, so, so we are anticipating you know, HVAC units here. Uh, the, the parapet here is pretty, pretty low, we didn't want to increase the height of the building but we're providing roof screens for the units.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah. I, can we hear from the landscape architect? Just a quick... Do you have anything on there? Do you want, uh, there's a landscape. Just, I, I saw it earlier, but I... It, I there's, there's not I'm much... Saying, cause it, I'm assuming that that SketchUp model... That's SketchUp, right? Yeah, you need to upgrade a little bit there. That's, but,
17: that's, there's <laughs> not too much to tell you on this one, except okay. that there is a really nice little pocket uh, space in the back that's associated with uh, the... With, um, well, it's at the back of the building. You can kind of see it there. It's a it's a decorative screen that faces the parking spaces, um, so that you get sort of a, an opaque or silhouetted view of plants through the screen. And then um, and then we added amenities there, you know, the usual stuff, you know, a barbecue a countertop and some seating. And it's it's meant to be sort of a quiet, relatively passive space, but a, a place where you could go down and and do your thing if you don't, you know. In addition to your own patio and then the the the,
0: the, the plants that he had drawn on the front
17: um, that's just two they're just two planters there's just two, the front two and,
0: and those, those are actually two, uh, plant planters with
32: adjacent to the building
0: and that raised planters with something in them mm-hmm. and they're on they're not in the public realm they're actually on the property yeah, yeah,
32: those are within our property line so the the building is set back from the adjacent buildings and so uh, we also do have to locate some of the, uh, like the fire riser or the, if, you know, the uh, gas gas meter and fire riser. It's really the only place we can put it, but we intend to put as much landscaping there as we can.
0: And do you have those, the fire risers and stuff like that on the front that's not depicted on your elevations?
32: Not in the right? renderings. They're, it's shown in the plans and the... Uh, right.
0: But it's not drawn on the elevations or the renderings? No. We don't
32: okay. know exactly what those are yet. Yeah. But those are That's where they'll be located. Yeah. I have a question
5: about the the patio area there that you're showing in in the in the um, rendering. I see some kind of uh, overhanging shade structure or some of some kind. Is is that like a type of? It's not a pergola or anything like that.
32: Yeah, um. th- this courtyard does get a lot of sunlight actually. So we're these and these are um, basically patio sliding doors for these two units. So we just we're providing a shade canopy. For those doors and th- those are kind of consistent throughout th- this development on the front as well. So just kind of a simple detail with integrated lighting.
5: Okay. Yeah, I was just curious. Um, yeah, you were mentioning the sun. What you were offering there for for kind of uh, shading opportunities. Also, um, are, are you? What about solar? Do you guys consider that? It
32: it's, hasn't been part of this plan, and I don't want to speak for the the property owner, but. Um, mm-hmm.
19: We haven't quite gotten
32: there yet. Some we'd consider. There's it, plenty of flat roof yeah, space. Yeah, it's a really
5: large flat roof. And then for the planters out front and, and just generally, what, what are the materials you're thinking of using there? Did I miss that? Very right. The the raised planters. Do we
17: do we have that? Yeah, the, the it's I- been it's been a while since we did this. So yeah, I mean, I think I think we designed this in um, the last iteration was in April of last year.
32: That's how long it's been before maybe before you. They're they're really quite low. These front plant the planters on the front. Essentially, it's a four to six inch curb because we've got our equipment in there, and then we want to preserve as much storefront as we can for natural light.
0: One more question. Uh, I'm done. Why um why has it been so long? Is it is on you or are you 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 as a team or is on the city or what what why.
32: We, we've on? been through probably five or six planning reviews at this point, letters of incompleteness. Uh, the primary issue has been working with the fire department to provide them the access that they need for this project.
0: Can't so get to, to design review because of fire access?
32: Um, I mean, if that's essentially what has if caused, that's your letter them, caused the dura- duration of review process for this project.
2: Okay, um, we have a couple questions. Um, The units in the rear, they have clear stories. How tall is the space in those?
32: There's a section drawing on, um, sorry. I think those are like 14 or 15 feet high. So those are small units, but they have really nice high ceilings and those clear story windows. Okay, Um, so
2: looking at that, there's no um, mezzanine intended there, it's just a drop ceiling
32: no not at the not at the moment um, we've we've considered it I think so 15 foot four is the height and so I believe you need seven foot height minimum mm-hmm. uh, so we could essentially do a, a small mezzanine in, in those units we've above the bathroom just
2: just wouldn't make sense for a the um, accessible unit but
32: right, right.
2: It, no, that's a nice unit. um the finish on the front facade on the upper part what is that specifically is it just it paint or is it, it looks textured in the image? I'd
32: it's stucco, so it's, it's existing stucco, it's kind of a pinkish color, I believe. So it, it we need to assess if it can be repaired or, or just painted, essentially, or if we need to actually patch and repair, but stucco and then um, a stucco, painted stucco below, that kind of grayish area.
0: Okay. Wait, wait, the upper triangles are applied? It said paint in there.
32: Yeah, it'll it'll probably be it's a, a painted graphic okay, that's not, and
0: that's not what it looks like now.
32: N- this this is a no. Yeah, I okay. I
0: know the building. I just right. I, okay. That is your elevation is your intent.
32: Something to that effect. Very subtle, simple design, but it would be a paint paint finish essentially.
0: Okay. I, I'm assuming. Well, I'll, I can say it later, but I assume what like is drawn you. is your intent, and that's what it's going to be, unless we say unless we recommend otherwise. So, I hope that you. I mean that that that's it. That you painted that. You did that on purpose. Right. Okay.
2: And one more, one last thing, um, in that central courtyard, um, I'm trying to understand how the units that face that courtyard. Um, as they're fronting into that parking area, how are they divided, separated off from the traffic that's moving through that space?
32: Yeah, so there is a, uh, Jamie, do you mind? Okay, perfect. Um, so assen- essentially this, there's a there's a walkway here. I believe this is the minimum 44 inch for access path, but it may be, I don't have a dimension there, but it, it'll meet the minimum 44-inch access path. And this could even be a railing or a curb, essentially this edge, so th- so that it is kind of protected from, and then this is a pedestrian pathway, too. Okay.
10: Um, thank you. I have a couple additional questions. Um, first, I guess, related to, to access. Um, My understanding, where is fire access being taken off of? Is it the the new roll-up door in the front?
32: Yeah, let let me, I forgot to mention one thing. Um, Part of why this process has taken so long is that from Garden Street, which is over here, through this easement, it's the maximum, Fire department apparatus access is 150 feet. It's 190 feet from here to the back of the building. So we've applied for an alternative means of methods with the fire department. So we're going to be installing a standpipe that comes through this easement area, that and then you know accesses the rear of the building. So you cannot fit a, a fire apparatus through here, but you do have a standpipe, so a crew could come in and then. You know, access a hose and a standpipe here, and then the front of the building. There's no issues. They would simply park on Ventura Avenue. To, um,
10: okay. And for uh, folks who live here, do they access from that driveway and the roll-up door garage in the front, or do they come in the back out? Y-
32: yes. As far as I I understand, we cannot use this as a driveway because it does not meet the minimum, the maximum. Sorry, the minimum width. So, pedestrian, we can use it for, but essentially this unit, you know, these upper units would be accessed from this stairway in in the parking area or off the front, off of Ventura Avenue, and then these units would be accessed from this area in the parking lot. Okay. And there's a pedestrian door. There's a ramp that comes up here through a a pedestrian door there. (laughs)
10: Um, Maneuverability. Uh, with some of these parking spaces, looks a little bit challenged, um, particularly those ones in, in the back where you have to uh, kind of squeeze through that, that little pinch point. Um, is that something that's been reviewed with staff, and are they comfortable with, with the layout?
32: This hasn't been reviewed by Building and Safety, but these are designed to the municipal code standards for backup space and width and uh, okay. side access.
10: Um, the, uh, w- I, as I understand, we've got two levels of units in the existing building in the front. Um, in looking at the, at least the rear elevation, it looks like it's just a, an, a height of 17 foot six inches, and that's perhaps maybe with a, a parapet, a small parapet up there. What's, what's your clear height for those, kind of your floor to ceiling heights within those units
32: on each level? There with the me? Back units. On the yeah.
10: back units?
1: There was
32: a, there was 15. Yeah, so the rear units are 15 foot 4. The ground level, uh, commercial, these are the existing heights, 11 foot 6. And those, the rear unit would also be 11 foot 6. And then the upper units are, I'm showing 710, that's the existing ceiling height, but we haven't done demo to see what's up there to see if we can go higher. Okay. In the upper floor.
10: Um, trash access, I know it looks like it's in the rear area. How are we getting a, a trash truck back there to service those?
8: We have to
0: roll it out. They roll, roll it, out. it for 190 feet. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Rob, sorry. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's really not a good spot for it. Yeah. Totally blurred it out
10: All right, and then um, at the front elevation, the sidewalk, uh, it looked like I know we've got some uh, new planters out there in front of the building. Um, it looks like there's also potentially some new street trees uh, and new grates there. Um, one thing, I live on the west side. I, um, accessibility is challenged. Um, it looks like it pinches down between the edge of the planter and, and kind of as it gets close to those trees. Do we have some dimensions in there, and, and how, how are we doing? Is, does it feel uh, sufficient in your guys' uh, opinions? We added a couple trees in front of
8: uh, four fixed webs.
17: Yeah, the city, we've worked with the city, but we did add, we did add the trees, um, and they are in tree grates, and so you would be going over the grate in places. Um, it's, it's narrow. We're, we have an adaptive reuse of a building here, and so there's a lot of funky um, edges to this project. <laughs> I mean, be interested in your comments about that, but it's hard to avoid the doors, and there's a lot going on in a very small space at the front of the building. Understood. What is the
10: width of the of the planter?
32: If I, if I recall, I think these were thirty-six inch boxes. If I recall, um, but I, I don't have these dimensions here on um, the
17: the city standard for the for the tree well is four by four. That's a city standard. The actual planters in front of the building, we planted what uh, we were given, which I think matches. Um, some, some some element of the building design, not sure those those could be narrowed perhaps
32: okay Yeah, I think it's five feet uh, <coughs> set back from the front property line
17: and that dashed line
10: up on the screen is the property line Correct. mm mm-hmm. Um, I think those are all my questions,
24: thank you. Okay. No other questions?
3: Okay, uh, no further questions for staff? Okay, then we'll, uh, we'll open the, uh, it up for, uh, public comment. Does anybody here wish to speak on this issue?
7: We've received no public comment cards on item number two.
3: Then uh, we're at the point where we
0: uh, discuss the motion. I'll make a motion to approve it as designed. Forward it to the planning commission. We need a second. You can still discuss that. the motion. Okay. You can still discuss it. All right.
3: it's up well, to we, you guys. We have a motion and a second.
0: Oh, we do.
31: Yeah. Oh, I didn't hear the second.
3: Oh. Of course.
0: Uh,
10: for discussion um,
31: staff okay. has a comment before we move with that motion there is a discrepancy IN the staff report it says to planning commission this will actually go to a director's hearing oh but it did say that right yes i actually
0: read it before i
31: said that i yes so correction okay, uh, it says planning commission we will go I to amend director's my hearing motion to thank you
0: to as recommended, recommend approval to? Director's hearing. Directors. Administrative
2: hearing? Is it, is it a directive?
31: It's a public hearing,
3: yeah. Curtis uh, needs to re 2nd that, correct?
2: Yes, uh, actually, <laughs> clarification with the, uh, so it goes before who for, for final? Con-
31: director's hearings. Um, Direc- yeah, community development that. director as the hearing officer.
2: Yes, I, I second the motion. The motion. The
0: yeah, I'd like to before before they leave. I really appreciate that you guys are taking the building and you're adaptive reusing it. It's that's a really awkward stairway in the front, um, and I think what you're doing is actually really great, and I appreciate it. Um, but keep con- try and control where the that fire risers go because that is those can be awful, um, and as the, the motion it w- was intended on, on your elevations where your downspouts are in the back and you don't have anything on the front. And, and of course, the risers are, I know it's out of your control, kind of. You can try and push.
3: Okay, yeah. okay if there's no further discussion. Uh, Mr. Clerk, would you please call the roll? Uh,
10: if I could, no. just. One a moment. M- thank you. Um, just a, a question, perhaps for the motion maker. Would it, uh, the motion maker, Consider uh, some type of request that the uh, planter in the front of the building be reduced to allow for some uh, a wider sidewalk along the front of the property. Right yes. now, right now we've got like three feet, perhaps.
0: Yeah, honestly, I don't really care that, about the planter on the front. Sorry, landscape. <laughs> <Cool>. um, <laughs> I I think that the the. Uh, Having a little bit wider sidewalk would be nice, so yeah I, I would I would consider that
10: okay if you could amend your motion to reflect that so I'll take that
0: friendly amendment
3: Mr clerk, please call the roll
7: okay on the motion, member Kiesel uh, can we add something to that
5: or This is only my third meeting, so. (laughs) Um, No. Was that? No, just one little thing. Technically,
7: we're doing roll call on the the motion. Okay. All right. It's too late. Okay. Okay. All right. Member Kiesel? Yes. Member Cormain? Yes. Member Tomasello? Yes. Vice Chair Groudon? Yes. And Chair Antelman? Yes. Five eyes and the motion carries. Good luck
5: we were
3: going to have comments or something. Yeah. Yeah, nice job. Okay, we're moving forward with item number three, project 22 uh, 0018.
5: thank you. Oh, okay. No, I like everything. I just was yeah. going to say was more of It's exciting to be at this point. Yes. I already told them. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. No, just like a, a, a more shade in that one corner in the northwest corner, you know where the sun hits. Maybe that might be better. Withdraw her. There, yes. though, huh? yeah, yeah. Yeah. So is that is that shaded out pretty good or? But no, I, I like a lot of the native plants Brian was using. I, I think that was that, was, that, that was my point. Yes.
13: You know, okay, we're moving forward with the cool. project.
5: I love the, the facade you did. You need a you break? Know, the architecture looks perfect there. But, you know, I don't know. Do you consider maybe some yeah, fun? Thank you for being
3: patient. It's a long wait.
5: Speak not to really the building project. next to it. Oh, he's not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right. But, but, I mean, it's like it working. Yeah, it's great. But, That's yeah, all right.
5: I was just, I just kind of popped my head. Yeah,
3: that was it. Okay, we're uh, going to address item number three, project 22 0018. Um, has there been any ex parte communication with any of the members? No, I have not. Uh, seeing that there is none, uh, can staff please make their presentation?
33: Thank you, agenda item three is for extra space storage. Next slide, please. The proposed project is located at the intersection of Wood Place and Transport Street in the Arundel community, which contains the main industrial and warehouse district of Ventura. Next slide, please. The project site is currently vacant. Surrounding properties are developed predominantly with industrial and commercial uses, including a multi-tenant business park to the north and multi-tenant industrial building to the west and east. The Union Pacific Railroad runs adjacent to the southern boundary of the project site. Next slide, please. The proposed project is a three-story self-storage facility of modern corporate architecture. There are a total of 1,078 units proposed, ranging in size from 25 to 300 square feet. Next slide, please. The applicant is requesting for a total of five signs comprising of two wall signs, two entry signs, and one building address sign. The applicant is requesting a sign variance which will be heard at director's hearing. Next slide, please. Next, the applicant will make a presentation and provide further detail on the proposed project.
34: Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone, for your time. Uh, my name is Danny. I'm with Johnson Development, where the applicant. Um, with me is Colleen, uh, handling our landscape. Robert, handling the design, our architecture, and then Keith with the civil engineer. Um, I want to talk a little bit quickly about our company, Johnson Development Associates, uh, before going into the design. Um, Johnson Development Associates is a regional developer and um, a branch of the Johnson Group. We have offices across the nation. Um, we, I focus primarily on self-storage. We also do multifamily and industrial projects as well. On the left side, you'll see a list of 46 uh, open and operating self-storage facilities um, across the nation that we're actively managing. Um, as a division, we've constructed over 60 climate-controlled storage facilities, um, and the picture on the right is our facility open in Aliso Viejo uh, that opened in 2020.
2: Next slide, please.
34: Uh, to focus specifically on the California market, uh, these pictures are three of the four facilities open in California that we've built. Um, we're really invested and committed in developing a self-storage facility that can benefit the surrounding neighborhood. Uh, pictures on the top are actual photos of the site before we started construction. As you can see, it's vacant land or a rundown building. Uh, the bottom row are actual photos after uh, construction is complete. Um, as you can see, it's we developed class A climate controlled self-storage facilities uh, that enhance the visual appearance of local communities. With that, um, now I'll go ahead and design, dive into the project site. As staff mentioned, um, we are located in the manufacturing plan development zone. Um, we're located on Transport Street, right adjacent to Telephone Road. Uh, currently, the site is a vacant parcel. It's been vacant for over 20, 20 years, um, and we feel that the best use of this, this lot would be a self-storage facility. Um, with that, I'll go ahead and let uh, Robert take it away with the design and
28: architecture.
6: Good evening. Um, so, I guess what we're kind of looking at here—the main entrance—is is off of Transport Street. Um, there's a security fence uh, that comes uh, kind of adjacent. There's some public parking pre-security or pre-security uh, gate uh, access to the main office lobby. Uh, right on the north side of the building, uh, obviously for new patrons um, or coming in to to visit. Um, prior to that, right after that, you have the security gate uh, coming down. Uh, on past security, you have some RV parking. Uh, the RV storage um, locations will be um, covered, uh, which is uh, obviously it's a, it's an investment that everybody purchases RV. So covering them is is kind of a a good good provide for them um, part of the site access uh, was slightly challenging once you come down uh, as we heard the the length of the building is right about uh, 300 feet so obviously we would need access for the fire truck so we are providing a hammerhead hammerhead turn on the south side of the building um, to provide a fire apparatus to to access that part of the building uh, coming down on this either one. Um, But there is another lobby. This plan is kind of rotated, so north is on the right-hand side. Um, But there is another lobby for patrons that have already uh, reserved their storage facility, don't want to mess with uh, the front office. Um, So there is another lobby access to access the the upper uh, upper storage facilities or the first floor storage facilities as well. Um, Looking at uh, some of the roof drainage, some of the HVAC units, um, we are setting back the HVAC units enough that they're not visible from uh, Transport Street, um, and then we obviously we have some of the the downspouts or the rain um, runoff um, located on, on that. Uh, what we looked at during the design, uh, we looked at some of the surrounding contexts. Uh, obviously, we had stated it's in the industrial uh, part of Ventura, uh, so a lot of stucco, um, some metal siding, uh, particularly on the, the top building uh, stucco and then once it's in inset you have some metal siding there Um, the second sort of example there we have a a metal band that kind of runs across the building with cmu block right below it and again stucco on the upper portion Um, the east or the third slide on there uh, again stucco with a metal trim um, just kind of continuing throughout the industrial facility Uh, so we kind of did Mimic a lot of that design. Uh, what we looked at: uh, CMU on the base level, uh, stucco up above, and then another metal band that continues uh, that sort of um, dialogue within the other industrial buildings throughout, um, breaking up some of the the larger uh, masses or the. the walls uh, there is some fenestration um, and the, a lot of the articulation within the building itself so the metal band is not just inlet it it's, stands proud of, of the stucco portion as well um, so you're not just seeing a, a blank wall uh, there's some articulation within that um, along sort of the, the longer side which again the southeast elevation here there's a property adjacent to that uh, with, a, with an existing building. Um, So not a lot uh, that you're going to really see from Transport Street, uh, but there is some articulation as well and some metal siding. um, Again, sort of mimicking what we're looking at in the industrial facility. Um, This is kind of the shot from Transport Street as you would approach the building. uh, And I think this kind of helps the elevations a lot more showing where the articulation is and not just a a complete mass of the building itself. so that's where that's at Um, again just a a quick rendering of what uh, the rv parking would look like Um, and then as well as you can see sort of the the shadow within the metal band along the facade of of that building there Um, this is sort of the back corner uh, southwest side looking back at the building Uh, again just again a lot of the articulation just not a blank facade uh, even within the metal panels that look similar, there's still some uh, pop outs and, and adjustments of the, the levels there. So,
35: you can go to the next, go to the next slide. All right. All right, so this is the, uh, just the grading plan. Um, we kind of mimic existing conditions as much as possible. The existing site drains towards the back, towards the the south, towards the railroad property, so we're mimicking those conditions. Um, instead of sheet flowing, we have a series of catch basins on site that will capture all the water, um, pretty pretty straightforward. Uh, can you go to the next slide? Um, oh, I thought the, sorry, go back one. I thought the we had an LID slide in there. Um, the other thing on this is um, the LID. Um, MS4 requirements are shown on this slide, Um, after talking with design staff, having the GEO report, infiltration isn't possible on this site just because of uh, existing soil conditions, so we had to go to biofiltration. Um, Talking with city staff, we came kind of to the conclusion that uh, bioswales are the best option for this site. So we have bioswales surrounding the the property on the exterior. In the southwest corner, we do need to have a planter box, um, just a different style of biofiltration. So everything's going to surface flow into those, um, then get collected and join the existing storm drain along the southern boundary line. Um, Because we're doing um, surface flow, all the roof drains are going to discharge onto the drive aisles, the parking area, and then sheet flow towards either the biofiltration systems or the uh, the planner box in the back.
36: That's me. Um, my name's Colleen Nolan and I'm, I'm the landscape architect for the project. So what I have is at the entrance here we have the um, more flowering accent trees at the entrance to emphasize that, and I think you saw that in the rendering. We also have street trees that we've added to um, along transport, and we've also added a sidewalk in front of our street frontage. Um, So the the street trees would go in the um, tree grates, or I should say the, the tree wells, I should say, and then allow for the sidewalk and some access through that way. We would also, if you can flip back to the previous slide, So this is a look from like a section going from the street on the far left to the front of the building. So you have some screening of the parking lot with the street tree and also the row of trees that I have along that face of the parking, and then also the accent at near the front of the building there. So around the perimeter, I've planted trees along the perimeter, with the exception of where the bioswales land, and unfortunately I couldn't uh, with the. Or the, with the easement along the south property edge, there's, there's an easement there, and I, I couldn't unfortunately um, put trees in there. I had to remove those. So um, we have about a 50-50 mix of deciduous and evergreen trees, um, tall pine trees tall of the um, Canary Island pines, and then the Tristania, which are evergreen. And then the more flowering trees are the uh the, the Crepe Myrtle, and also the Coleretaria. The plant material is going to be low water requiring um, low maintenance um, it's it's suitable for this climate in Ventura and also it'll provide a lot of color and uh, with like throughout the, the project site
3: so this
34: is th- you know thank you for listening to us um, we're here for any questions or comments you may have
3: do any of the DRC members have any questions, the
5: applicant? Yeah, I have some questions on the landscape here. You, you, mm-hmm. Oh, again. Um, regarding the street trees, you, you say to be determined on those. What was? What? Why is that?
36: Um, I, I think, I hadn't called whoever at the city. You know, as far as who determines, you know, mm-hmm. what street trees, those are, and I'm open to whatever the city would like.
5: I think those are. There's a number of plane trees along there. Is that? Okay.
1: There, yeah. There
36: was. There's one existing. And it looks a little wonky, and I mm-hmm. think that's the one that's near the light, the street light that's out there. So, whether that's a good fit, you know, especially if it's going to be in a tree well, mm-hmm. then you know, I But I'm certainly open to whatever the city would like.
5: Yeah, I was right. going to ask you the question about on the south side where where you need the shade the most for parking. Obviously, <laughs> that's where Trust you can't me. put trees. There. It's like <laughs> I feel for you there. Um, yeah, that that would be. It. And then as far as your plant palette, um, do, do, is it? Everything low water here, because I I see a few species that might not. I'll double check. Okay, yeah.
36: You know, and if and a lot of times what happens is once I refine it to the uh, construct, sorry, I don't know to to the construction drawings, then I can refine it to where the the more moderate can be in certain areas, like in more shady areas, versus the um like more so on the west side of the building where we have the bioswales. Things like that, because those are going to require probably like Carrick's or something like that, which which is more moderate. But those will be isolated, and you know, minimal, um, minimal areas like that.
5: Right. Thank you.
2: Uh, could you could you describe in a little more detail the uh, the glass facade element of it? You know, there seems to be layers. What's happening? In the upper storey, sir.
6: So in, in this area here, so the, the fenestration that shows, there, there's like a, a box within the back. Um, so there, they're, I guess it, for all intents and purposes, it's a faux door uh, that's kind of listed behind there or shown behind there. So it's, a, it's it creates a, a cavity within it. Um, so it, it does provide some fenestration, so you're not just looking at a blank wall. Um, but it also does um, provide the, the energy efficiency that it's not a full glass panel that you're looking at and letting a lot of heat in.
2: So from the inside, there's no Correct. visibility.
6: There's storage, storage units right behind yeah. That, yeah.
10: And it's not a pathway, it's not a corridor or anything. No. That we'd walk there's
6: There's a door in there just, or there will be a door in there just for maintenance and cleaning out and things like that. But.
3: The
2: uh, signage is backlit. Is yeah, that
3: backlit? It is.
0: I'll ask a quick question. Um, so you all your water is self contained through the uh, goes into a biofilter and does not leave site? <laughs>
1: Yeah,
35: for the the stormwater. Um, stormwater, yeah. Yeah, yeah, all the roof drain surface flow, uh, sheet flow into the the landscape areas the bi- oh. um, where they enter at the top of the biofilters. They run the developed length, treat it, and then get captured. Okay.
1: I
5: have another question: As far as this this type of storage, it's just when you say climate controlled, it's. You're just making it so it doesn't, doesn't get too hot, or is there any special other storage that you're doing in there? Yes, that's
34: correct. So it is, you know, so if, if you store artwork or anything like that, it's it won't get damaged by
5: the heat or anything like that. All right, yeah. So are you guys going to be using solar at all to, on, on these big roofs? Um, I mean,
34: we're, we're open to that. Um, okay. I, Robert, I don't know if we have any solar. I ask everybody
6: that question, by the
1: way. Sure, it's my thing. <laughs> yeah,
6: no. At this time, we are planning on designing to be solar ready. Um, at this time, yeah, that's a word.
0: You have to be solar ready.
6: Correct. Okay. That's what we're planning for. It. I,
0: I, 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 actually really appreciate your question because every project should consider solar. Every, everyone we've seen, and uh, it should have solar.
2: I don't know if this is, would be a question for staff, but came up about the sign variance request. Is that something we consider? That's
3: or? Once we're okay. through with the applicant. Right. Okay. There are no further questions. And uh, um,
10: I, I was curious, what type of easement is along that south property line?
1: There's
35: an existing storm drain easement.
10: For who? And to, to whose benefit?
35: <laughs> um, I think it's the city, or maybe the county. I, I don't remember exactly who owns that storm drain, but it's an existing storm drain line. There's catch basins just going along the back property. I even looked at some of the neighboring ones. They all have, that's where the main trunk that they're all draining to and connecting to.
10: Okay, and do we know um, how how deep that is? What
35: they- It's fairly deep. It was probably deep. like nine, 10 feet deep.
10: And um, were there any discussions with uh, either the city or the, probably county if it's a, a main like flood control, it sounds like, maybe?
35: I don't know if it's a main flood control trunk line itself. Um, I mean, it will eventually connect there. Um, but in terms of discussions with the county or anyone like that, no, we haven't had those.
10: Um, I think the, that's all my questions for the applicant. I did have a couple of staff too, as when we get there.
3: Okay, then let's uh, address uh, staff questions. Uh, change,
10: yeah, yeah. I was just curious what um, uh, again, also regarding the sign variance. If staff had additional information to present related to that, um, and any other uh, discretionary requests that we should be considering.
33: Yes, so the sign variance is to have one additional wall sign and a mounting height of the signs for over 20 feet in height. So currently, the two wall signs are proposed at around 35 feet in height.
19: And
10: aside from that, is it a a design review request with a recommendation to? Yes. Director or planning commission?
33: To the director.
0: Did you say it, it allowed is 20 feet, what they want is 35? Yes. Thanks, sorry.
3: Need a smaller name.
10: <laughs> <laughs> um, can the applicant describe the request and why it's necessary?
6: Uh, so if, if you, I don't know if you can go back to the elevations of the building. Um, but it's, it's,
36: uh,
1: those don't
6: have, I mean, it's probably on,
36: perspective be the best.
6: yeah, I guess maybe the the, the perspective, the corner from transport street, Rendering. Two more down. There there. You, yeah. um, so it, it's about the height of, the, of, of it. That obviously, the twenty feet is pretty much right in the middle of the building, um, and just following the design of, of, of the overall building, it, there's not really a um, place at twenty feet that would not look tacky, for a better word. Um, so, it's it, you know you, you have a. I guess the intent of signage is to visibly be able to see what what it is and having it midway in the building just doesn't.
10: Is this a uh, specific business that Johnson Development owns and operates or is this a tenant of your guys's?
34: Correct, so it's gonna be an operator. It's extra space is the operator.
10: Um, did we consider just putting it kind of just over that first floor, uh, over the entry. I'm just curious. Uh, This isn't a a highly trafficked area in general, in my opinion. And if somebody is looking for self-storage, you're probably going to find it on Google. Um, Just curious why why the signage is necessary to to be that, that prominent.
34: Yeah, so we've considered it before on other projects. Um, and if you notice that awning there has the attachments to it. Um, so what we typically run into would be the, the signage. And then you have the confl- conflicts of how that attachment is. Um, and so that's why we decided to locate it on the top portion.
10: And a question for staff. What are the findings for approval of a sign variance?
8: The, the Findings will be made at the n- next hearing. What we're asking for is, is design input on whether what looks, what is on the building looks like it should be on the building.
10: I think our, our purview is to make a recommendation of whether the director should make the findings for approval. Is that
8: correct? You're being requested to give a design review of the items that are before you based on what the duties of the DRC are in uh, section, or Article Two of the Municipal Code. So we're asking for design input. If it looks too big, that would be great input. If it looks too small, if it looks just right, that's the design input that's asked for. Sounds like Goldilocks.
3: Any further questions of staff? Then we can open this up for a public comment. Are there any is there anyone that wishes to speak on this?
7: Thank you, Mr. Chair. We do have one public comment this evening, Natalie Bruton. Good evening. Mm-hmm. Be here. On the timer. at the at the speaker. Okay. Mr. Chair, to clarify the time. Three minutes. Three minutes you'll have, Mrs. Bruton.
3: Will that work?
25: <laughs> Good evening. My name is Natalie Bruton. I'm a lifetime resident of Ventura County spending most of that life here in the city of Ventura having grown up also in Oxnard. I'm a general contractor. I'm a homeowner. I'm a property owner for both residential and commercial. So I have a vested interest in all that happens in the city. So that's one of the reasons I'm here tonight. But for tonight, um, first of all, I'd like to say this evening has been even an eventful evening, and thank you all for your time. Everyone is trying to do their best, and to be our best, it is easiest when codes, ordinance, and standards are adhered to and followed. This project is appropriate for the area. However, as we know, allowing variance, variances, no matter the project, has led us down some very slippery slopes. Although it seems the sign variance is minor, As stated before, a variance is a variance. I see three variances in this request. An additional sign, mounting height over 20 feet, one sign that exceeds the standard, which I believe might be that actual additional sign, which is the address. So what does this mean? In this commercial area, these won't have much effect, but but be aware, you are adding to your precedence that further opens the door to more variances. I believe the variances which should be denied is the increased size of the address, sign, our our ordinance codes for sign size is crucial to maintain. I believe the name is stated in the drawing at 1 foot 6 inches and the numbers are 2 feet. They should be the same size and they should stick within the code. Regarding the heights, I understand there's a design desire for the location to be so very high. But that is not the code. The the drawing, the building should have been looked at and figured out where a sign fits within the code. This may not be huge problems for this commercial area, but a sign that goes from 20 feet up to 35 feet in other areas and they're backlit will project their lighting into other spaces that are not appropriate. So, as far as whether the variances should be approved or denied, I see two should be denied, the height and the size. The addition of one more sign, I that's okay. Because in this particular case, their signage does need that extra um, address sign. So, thank you very much. And as I stated earlier this evening, please watch your variances they should never become commonplace. Thank you very much. Appreciate all your time and energy. Okay,
3: there's no further public comment and we'll, we'll deliberate. Does um, anyone have any further questions of staff before we go into discussion?
10: Uh, I, I had one other question of the applicant what are the hours of operation and is it necessary to have this sign be lit at, at night
34: uh yeah so hours of operations uh, business hours uh would typically again it kind of just ranges on the location um but typically it's 9 30 a.m to 6 p.m um, that would just be for the business office now if you're a customer and you're wanting to store your items um, that would typically be between 6 and 10 p.m Again, it depends on the operator um, and their decision, but more importantly, what would work for this city.
2: Um, I do have another question for staff. Are monument signs allowed here in this area?
33: Yes, they are. The applicant is allowed either one monument sign or one wall sign.
3: Any concerns on the variance? Will size appear appropriate. Location appropriate. Uh,
10: I appreciate that this isn't a a particularly controversial part of town. I think for me, this it's a question of is it necessary, and I, I haven't been convinced that it is necessary to. Uh, have the high, the sign variance. In addition to that, I think we, we wrestle with uh, uh, dark sky compliant lighting and the fact that this will be 35 feet uh, high and uh, lit uh, all hours of the night is, is a concern for me. Um, so I would be, it would be my preference um, that perhaps either lowering the sign um, and uh, incorporating some dark sky compliant lighting, or going to a monument sign, um, if that would be uh, open to, that would be uh, acceptable to the applicant. That, that would be my recommendation. I could support it.
3: Any concerns on the building or other? I
5: just have a few comments on the landscape, very quick. Um, I, I think everything's fine here. I, I just, you know, caution on a few plants that. Here in the area, just haven't been performing well. The Formiums with mealybugs have been really bad. Okay. So, like, I even stopped using that. Um, and again, just making sure everything's low water, uh, again, because we just keep getting droughty and droughty. And, and just as a note, I think in these kind of industrial areas, um, maybe more native plants might be appropriate, because it's kind of, you know, in, in these areas that, you know, people aren't using as much. And and then maybe you could create a little more habitat for, you know, insects and whatnot.
36: So, can I ask a question? Yeah. So to clarify, so strictly, well, not strictly natives, but are you talking like actual California natives versus something that's more low water requiring?
5: Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm not saying this is a requirement. To I'm just making a suggestion that, okay. uh, I it would be nice to see more California natives and and the mix of succulents is good. Because I think nowadays, like I'm doing that where you, you're mixing natives with desert natives because sometimes what's native here now, maybe not be native anymore, right? That's kind of how fast things are changing. So, you know, uh, other than that, everything looks, looks fine.
36: Okay.
0: I think you should have stuck with uh, <coughs> California native and, and drought tolerant. Um, so I, I actually would, would support if you said that. I, I do not support the, the sign variance. Um, it's too easy to, to comply. Um, the building placement, I know I know where it is. I know that almost half the buildings over there are more than that have uh, parking in the front. I never support parking in, uh, off the street in front of the building. Um, that, yeah, that's, that's about it. I don't, I, I don't support the variances. And almost for every for every reason that Tony said, uh, it, it, it's not night sky um, or dark dark sky compliant, and it doesn't need to be thirty feet high. Uh,
3: Jack, you support variance?
5: Yeah, I, I'm the I'm with everyone on the on periods. not with the signage. Can, Can I ask a question? Can I ask a question?
3: Uh, usually not, but I'll say yes. Okay. <laughs>
34: um, so so is it is the main concern? Uh, so I guess. Let me address the lighting. Um, it's not going to be like a Las Vegas-type light where it's going to be projecting. You're going to see it from miles and miles away. Um, you know, It's just a standard light um, that you can certainly though see in the dark. Um, but in terms of the height, um, so is it, it sounds like then the size is OK, but it's more of the height that is of the main concern. Is that correct?
3: It doesn't seem to be a willingness to support a variance.
2: Uh, yeah, I, 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 I think that most can,
0: can be. Oh, go ahead, Kirsch.
2: I would not support a uh variance.
0: I think size and, and height can be um, in compliance. The, the 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 dark sky is really important. It's it might not be now. It might be the only lit up sign, but and I definitely don't want to be Las Vegas um, or even. Uh, say it's okay, and that—that's sort of what, what it's doing. It's it, you're putting it up high enough for it to be a billboard, and I—I I agreed with uh, uh, about the comment about it. You know, most people are going to find it in Google anyway, so it, it doesn't need to be advertised on the on at thirty feet, thirty something feet on the on the building. Okay, so we're going to go monitor. back
3: in the deliberation now. Um, oh, Tony, do you feel comfortable make a motion?
10: Um, not at this time I mean I, I, I think at this time not for recommending approval but uh, would the applicant be open to accepting essentially a condition that it be reduced in both size and height and comply with dark sky um, requirements
3: we're actually making a recommendation to the planning director right Correct? Yeah. on this? yes so he has the final decision
10: Understood.
8: So, so the to fulfill what you're targeting, you would make a recommendation of some action with a certain change.
0: I I'll make a motion. Please,
8: Uh, I'll make
0: a motion to the uh, development director to not approve the signed variants, the rest of the the, the, the project can be
3: uh,
0: approved as is with the exception of the variances.
3: Okay. We have a motion. Any discussion? Second? I'll second. Okay. Uh, Mr. Clerk, would you please call the roll?
7: Member Kiesel? Yes. Member Cormain? Yes. Member Tomasello? Yes. Vice Chair Grouden. Yes. Chair Antelman? Yes. Five eyes and the motion carries.
3: Okay, so we're at the point, is there any staff communication at this point?
8: Yes, wanted to let, Good luck. at this point the expectation the next DRC meeting will be October 19th. Also wanted to let you know that uh, Uh, Levi Hill and I met with the neighborhood group uh, around Maple Courts. if you remember that project, and a a lot of residents. Um, We had very good dialogue, and I think having that meeting gave them the opportunity to ask questions, which this meeting is really not about that. Uh, It's about making comments to the DRC, not asking questions of the DRC. So uh, the neighborhood had a good opportunity to, to TO TALK THROUGH THE WHAT, WHY, AND HOW OF THE PROJECT AND PROCESS. Um, um, THEY HAVE A BETTER UNDERSTANDING OF THE SITUATION NOW. I WANT TO BE VERY CLEAR, THE NEIGHBORS ARE STILL VERY CONCERNED WITH THE PROJECT. They're, 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 MY GUESS IS THEY'RE GOING TO OPPOSE IT, BUT THEY UNDERSTAND THE PROCESS NOW. THEY UNDERSTAND WHY THE DRC MEETING WENT THE WAY IT DID. Uh, SO I JUST WANTED TO CONVEY THAT.
0: I, can I comment? I, I, I really commend you guys for doing that. I, I think that it's so important. They clearly didn't understand. And uh, for you guys to reach out, I think, to any of the communities is great. And I think it's awesome that you guys did that. Okay. And, and you made it out alive.
3: No further comments. The meeting's adjourned. And
1: I can make a